This guy is going to single-handedly win people leagues in fantasy football 2023. We're kicking the Justin Fields hype train into full motion, hyperspeed, and we're not allowing anybody on this train that isn't already on it. So file on in, Justin Fields to the moon, and I'm about to step up my Justin Fields content game. It all begins right now. FantasyFootballShow.com Studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Justin Fields is headed to Mars. Not the moon, not the moon, not practice, a game. Mars. Mars is the mission and Justin Fields is headed there. And I, I'm getting sick and tired of the Justin Fields hate and the people saying Justin Fields can't be ranked above Herbert. I'm appreciative of all of the takes out there and I understand them. But let me tell you something right here and right now. This guy, in hindsight, will be equal to a top 15 overall pick. Top 10 potential overall pick. In hindsight, you will wish you drafted him in his gift of a territory of round five. Now, understand what I'm saying about Justin Fields. Take him where his ADP is gifting you this blessing, which is in round five. In round five. If you draft him in round two or three, you're a Bob. You're a Bob that Smitty disapproved. Justin Fields is an absolute gem inside round five. Justin Fields in a situation where maybe people are, they don't know what time it is. They don't know what time it is. They potentially draft this kid in round four. I'm still okay with that. I'm still okay with that if you need to take him in round four. Any earlier and you're missing the boat. Any earlier and you're drafting this guy way, way too early. Way too early. He's a gift in round number five. Just an absolute gift. In hindsight, you will wish you spent, in hindsight, a top 15 overall pick on him. And I venture to say that in 2023 best balls, in the collection of some of the biggest winners in fantasy football across across each of the series over at Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY, where we're dropping fire all the time over on Underdog. If you want to draft with us, click that link Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. The link is in the description of every single video. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. 2023 best ball winners will equal an overwhelming amount of Justin Fields shareholders. People winning leagues in best ball across the board. In all the different series. Puppy 2, Dalmatians. There's all different series of drafts out there. Different time frames pre-NFL draft in the big boards, after the NFL draft, in the best ball mania, every different section we will find, whether it's second place, first place, fourth place, regular season winner, we will see a handful, a handful of winners across the board that are going to be Justin Fields shareholders. Mark my words. And I'm here for it. I hope every one of you 
are here for it as well. This is going to be an absolutely magnificent season and, and partly due to this man, Justin Fields. And I just can't wait to share it with you. So we're going to talk about this for a little while. File on into the building. Let me let me click a few things here to make sure the uh, uh, housekeeping is in order. One second, let me grab this image and throw this in here so everybody knows what this video is about. I'll, I'll hit save. There we go. I'm going to open the phone lines in a minute. The phone lines aren't open quite yet. Let's get into the details. Top one to five capable quarterback in Justin Fields. Not five, not five. And I'm not saying I don't draft Joe Burrow in round four ahead of anticipating that Fields will be available in five. But I'm here to tell you, as a Joe Burrow, as a Joe Burrow truther, as a Joe Burrow absolute maniac, I love drafting this guy, Joe Burrow. I'm actually here to tell you something shocking. I'm not saying I don't love Joe Burrow. I'm not saying Joe Burrow isn't my best win a league advice I can give all of you. In fact, it is. Let's dial back a tad, step into this sidecar of content here, and I'll tell you. Joe Burrow is the best win a league strategy in 2023 fantasy football. Round four, sometimes 5.1, 5.2. Joe Burrow absolutely wins you a league almost single-handedly as long as you don't draft like a Bob or a, an upset Unger or a petrified Peter. You can smash your league. One second on the... I got to get through some of these super super chats are rolling in. Thank you. Russian collusion dropping a 20 on the screen. Alert. Super chat alert. We're getting to Russian collusion in one second. I just want to tell you this right here and right now. Right here and right now. Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow wins you a league near single-handedly in round four. That doesn't change. That is one of my best takes, predictions, gifted content to you, my loyal and amazing viewer right now and subscriber. However, however, period, space, new sentence, I almost love Fields in round five and especially round six as much. And so much so that going forward on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty, I have an announcement to make. I have an announcement to, to make. Attention, attention. Moving forward on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Link in description. That's how you draft with us tonight and every single Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Tuesday by clicking the link and signing up ahead of times. Uh, I have an attention. I have an announcement. Attention, attention. I have an attention. I have an announcement. Your boy Smitty, moving forward, is drafting equal parts Justin Fields in round five, six, equal parts Joe Burrow in round four, five. Both of them are almost equal. Burrow, slight advantage, Victor Burrow, but Justin Fields has now become my second favorite win-a-league draft strategy across fantasy football strategies the entire 2023 offseason. I have three of them. I have three gifts for you right now. Jameer Gibbs round four. Jameer Gibbs round four. 
total, total smash. Justin Fields round five, total smash. And Joe Burrow four, smash. These are the best three picks in Fantasy Football 2023. And because we've already hammered home Jameer Gibbs in round four, win a league. Because we've hammered home already Joe Burrow round four, win a league. This show is about Justin Fields. This show, ladies and gentlemen, is about Justin Fields being the final and eighth man added to the Mars Men list. Congratulations. Let's go, Justin Fields. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars Men. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. Look at this group of magnificent ballers that are going to drop all kinds of touchdown haulers on Sunday. Fields is the final eighth seat on the Mars shuttle, and the Mars shuttle is leaving the station now. Just zooming around Moon's gravity and shooting toward Mars, Fields is now a Mars man. Learn about it. Learn about it. It's here to stay. It's going to piss some people off, but we're going to win leagues. We're going to win leagues with Justin Fields at round five and six, and I'm here for it. And mark my words, 2023 best ball winners across the board will have a majority from first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. A majority of the winners are going to win because they got Fields in round five as their fifth drafted player. I don't want you coming in here and saying things like this to me in the next coming days or when we get on underdog fantasy. I don't want to hear things like, Smitty, I took Fields in two because you said you liked him. I took him at the top of three, Smitty, because you said he's going to Mars. You will be taking laps upon laps. Every single time you don't listen to Smitty and you just hear him. You hear Smitty? Top one to five quarterback, win a league potential. I'm going to take him in three now. Take a lap. Smitty, I think I'm going to take him in, I don't know, mid three. I'm, I'm not telling you I'm going to necessarily make you take a lap if it's like mid to late third, but you are absolutely stepping on your own junk in a way to where you can't capitalize and advance as far in the upside category and in, 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 in spectrum here if you're going to go ahead and take them as your third drafted player versus at least your fourth drafted player. And if you're patient enough, and you play in a be, an, enough best ball leagues, promo code SMITTY on Underdog. Link is in the description of the video. Use code SMITTY if you deploy patience enough and you accept the variance you'll probably get by getting different draft slots. Maybe you can't get them unless you take them at 3.2, right? Who cares? Take somebody different. Try a different draft strategy. Don't just force yourself to be that guy. That guy. That one guy, that one George that goes out there, curious George out there, who can't stand to be curious enough to see if Fields will fall to him. Curious George 
is going to literally take fields at 3.1 or 3.2 because he doesn't have the patience to deploy to see if he falls into round four or five. Curious George is going to screw up his own opportunity. Don't do it. Fields in five wins a league. Fields in mid four to late five is still 100% an amazing strategy, but every inch you take toward round three is taking away advantage. Understand what I'm saying. Deploy it properly. Fields, congratulations. You are a Mars man. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. This is going to be an absolute just gem this year. There's so many people against this. There's so many people against this. This is this is one of the biggest cleanup win a league moves that exists in fantasy football. Uh, here we go, another twenty dollar holler from Nate. Alert, super chat alert. Alert. And before before we get a lot of people that come in here. A little later and see Smitty. And I, I saw, no offense, Sandu, but I think I saw, saw Sandu's comment. He's already a top five quarterback. Sandu, everybody listening, the doubt around fields in round five versus, like I saw Prime say, rather take Herbert rounds later. Look, this is going to be something that nobody circles back and admits or talks about. They're just going to jump on the train. They're slowly, like Smitty in college. His, during his first degree, when I was an undergrad, this is how I went to school. End of class, they didn't have clickers or attendance takers back in the day when I went to ASU for my undergrad. I would literally pick out stadium seating situations where there's 500 people in a class. I would look at my end time. I'd say this is a 1040 to 1130 class. I'd show up at 1125 and I'd do this. I'd, I'd show up in the very back and I'd just go... And the attendance sheet would come around. I'd sign it and I'd get out of there. I'd read the book. I'd get a B and that would be that. That was Smitty, okay? That's what people are going to try and do at the end of all this. You're going to try and slip in at the end and be like, yeah, that Justin Fields sure was good. Receipt left, Prime. You left your receipt on screen. Anybody that says something negative about Fields in round 5-6 is putting the receipt on screen. This is Jalen Hurts from last year. Him, T-Law, and Burrow are all floating in the 4-5-6 territory. And I love T-Law almost as much as Burrow and Fields. But Fields is 100% the best combination of T-Law and Burrow in the middle in round 5. To be Jalen Hurts 2023. Jalen Hurts 2023 is this man staring at you right in the face. And instead of saying, I like the value of Dak Prescott later. Oh, I like the value of Herbert in round six or seven just because he's later. Who gives a crap if he's a couple rounds later? You're getting him a top 10 to 15 overall player in hindsight in the fifth round. Can't you be... Happy enough with that instead of trying to go as far as you can 
into different rounds and say, let me just take a, an upside guy in Herbert. Fields is going to win leagues. In practice, he's throwing darts. He's mobile. He's going to rush for I don't know how many yards. Could It, it could be 900 to 1,000, even with a stretch field where they may be throwing the football a lot more. He's going to find more room to run around between the safeties and cornerbacks than ever before because the defense won't be crowded up saying, let's spy on this man Fields. He's got no wide receivers and Fields still figured out how to break off long runs. Now he's going to have space between the back of the defense and the offensive line, and he's going to rip off 14, 15 yard per carry runs, and he's going to just step right out of bounds. He's going to step right out of bounds. He's going to be safer with his running. He's going to be more efficient with his running because the defenses will be spread out. DJ Moore stretching the field. Cole Komet's going to have so much space everywhere all over the field because guess what? DJ Moore's dragging that defense back and spreading things out for Cole Komet. This is going to be a magical year. Magical. Jalen Hurts in 2022 equaled magic. Absolute magic. Absolute magic. Guess what? Guess what? Nobody that doubted Jalen Hurts. Ron Navy's the only person in here with the balls to come in here and say, I didn't like Jalen Hurts. I was wrong. Ron Navy can admit when he's wrong. A lot of other people doubted this man came in and said Jalen Hurts was inaccurate. Jalen Hurts would never be accurate. He's garbage. A lot of those same haters and doubters of Jalen Hurts are saying the same thing about Justin Fields, and I know that you're the same person. The same person because you're doubling down on being wrong instead of adjusting and adapting. Talk about inaccurate. Inaccurate. The man had 11 INTs running for his life making throws that all of you say are inaccurate. Not you watching, you Fields believers, you. You know I love you. I'm talking to the Fields angry Angus that is literally typing me like a like an angry man in the chat, a, a, a keyboard tough guy saying, Fields was inaccurate. Fields will never be accurate. Fields is an inaccurate quarterback. Yeah, how's Jalen Hurts trading you? Fields is going to improve on his accuracy. Fields is going to stretch the field. Fields is going to become a great passer. Not good passer, a great passer. Right in front of all of your doubting eyes, a great passer. He's going to throw dimes all over the place. Now that he actually has weapons and isn't like in 2022, scrambling around everywhere, trying to find second chance routes by receivers that already ran their route tree and they're sitting there going at the end of the play like in a video game. Okay, I'm at the end of the route. I'll just travel back around this way. Guys running all over the field. Fields trying to pump fake, run, curve around, backtrack, run a, a 50 yard run a, a 50 yard play on a three yard gain. This guy is unbelievable. Guess what's going to happen in 2023? He's going to be throwing missiles, slinging it, throwing dots all over the field and his touchdown production is going to be magnificent. Fields is one of the best underdog fantasy lines you can find. Underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. He's one of the best lines you can find on the underdog app when you're looking at pickums, and we'll go over that in a minute. Fields looks amazing in practice. He's throwing touchdowns. Just it, it seems like every couple seconds in practice, he's looking phenomenal. 
looking phenomenal in practice. The the hype train's going to get going. I don't know how long he'll linger in round five, but if he climbs to the top of four, I'm still in. But you have to you have to use good judgment when you select Justin Fields and clean up for as long as you can. Now I got to get to these super chats of these glorious individuals who dropped them on the way in the door. Deckard said, I watched Fields last year. Totally believe it. Deckard's on board. Deckard says, give me some of that. Eric with a K. Eric woke up one day because we have we have the uh, the the uh, the uh, the lazy Eric out there that doesn't do his job, that's scared. He's petrified like Peter. This is not that man. Eric's parents woke up and said, let's give him a K instead of a C. A K for Kincaid. A K for Cole Komet. For Komet. This guy's parents knew what they were doing. Eric, you think outside the box like your parents, and I love you, pal. Just drafted Fields, Henry, Akers, Lamb, A.J. Brown, Ridley, Komet. boy, Smitty approved. Appreciate you, Eric, for dropping that super chat. And then we got Overcome says, but are but are you drafting DJ Moore? In the right spot, you bet your bottom dollar I am. It just depends on where he's going. He sometimes goes a little higher than I like, and I don't mind drafting fields without the wide receivers, even in best ball. I'm not a must-stack guy. You guys know that about me, and I think data is going to support that in a year or two when people start looking at all sides of the ADP, or, uh, of the uh, best ball data and stacking data because people tell a lot of stories about how this team won, they had this stack. This team won, they had this stack. But how many of those stacks were just amazing offenses? And has anybody dug into the data enough from all sides to know that Hurts and Chase would outscore Burrow and Chase? It doesn't... I don't force stacks. I don't. I love it when it falls naturally. It can definitely be advantageous. But when people say things like, oh, in week 16, anybody that has Chase and Burrow, you can't beat them if you just have Chase. BS. Crap. Not accurate. Wrong. Not correct. I disagree. Wrong. Hearts and Chase. Why can't that outscore Burrow and Chase every single week? It can. So stop with the, you must stack. You have to stack. Smitty, love, take on fields. My question for you is, who is the main target to draft with him? In best ball, I don't think you have to draft him. You don't have to draft him. But I would say that, you the, 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 the you know, obviously the best pick would be DJ Moore over Komet. I love both of them. At cost of entry, I love Komet. But, I mean, DJ Moore, it just depends on where he's going. If you got to take him, like, at the top of round four, you got to take him way before Fields. I don't know how much I love it because they're just players I love better that don't have to be stacked that I, I take and Fields will be fine. DJ Moore's going to have a good year. DJ Moore is going to stretch the field. And even if DJ Moore isn't a top, like, seven or eight wide receiver, doesn't mean he isn't absolutely a magnificent addition to stretch the field for Fields. And, and it's just, it you know, it's not a must for me, but I absolutely love the pair. And in places where I'm totally sniped at wide receiver, and I, I, I went like running back, running back, um, tight end, uh, you know, and then I go fields, and then I get DJ Moore late. Like, that works out and has been an amazing way to start. Then you pair him with uh, Dotson, and you got this really crafty, underrated wide receiver room. But it really just depends on who's on the board. I will not force DJ Moore just because I love Justin Fields, but I do believe he'll have a good year. Russian, thank you for dropping that $20 hauler. Uh, Nate dropping a 20 spot here. Smitty, been waiting on this one. People don't understand, man. That's 
what's your top five for fantasy? Um, what's my top five for fantasy in order? Hurts, Mahomes, Fields, Burrow, Jackson. People can get mad. Allen, omission, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I still have Allen in my top four. Um, but I do believe Fields can easily be number one. I think he could be number one. Do I rank him number one? No. Do I consider all of the ADP uh, implications and placements for these players? Yes. That's why Fields from round five feels like right now, aside from Burrow in four to five, feels like the biggest deal in fantasy football because you're getting him in five. If Fields were to climb, and he did, he climbed above Burrow before Lamar climbed back up. The draft handing flowers to Lamar Jackson. Uh, Munkin reshaping this offense. Lamar getting his contract, his new contract in Baltimore, vaulted Lamar above Burrow and above Fields, and for some reason, it knocked the ice cubes around in the glass of water in such a way that Fields fell not only below Burrow, but all the way to round five. And, and, And it's hard to know the inner workings of why ADPs move around and when somebody can't like have enough, they can't have a certain number of quarterbacks inside their third round, their fourth round. And so thus you end up seeing people bump a guy like Fields from the fifth quarterback spot or fourth down to six. And it just, they move around all over the place. So that's why I say Fields could move up. One one amazing scrimmage uh, footage of Fields ripping off a 70-yard run untouched would just maybe fuel a, a, a climb in ADP. So he may not last in round five, for very long, I don't. I don't know. He could go all the way to the bottom of five. Burrow could climb to three. It's really tough to say. All I can say is that on Underdog Fantasy, you can take advantage of it now by using Code Smitty or the link in the description of every video. Code Smitty will match. They'll match up to one hundred dollars in your first deposit. But the thing is about it is you don't have to wait. Like some of you won't capitalize on fields in round five if you only play in redraft leagues and you don't play Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. And and that's okay because if you get them in the top of four, you're still going to get a home run, a win a league player. But those that say, ah, my draft's in August or September, drop a, a best ball draft. Get into one and and or start a league. Start a league now. Start a dynasty league now. And someone asked a question a minute ago, hey, Smitty, does it change in dynasty? Absolutely not. If anything, this is a the changing of the guard. The, the, the phrase that you've heard only here, and if you're hearing it elsewhere, people are copying the show. People are copying the show left and, and right. People copy the show all the time. The changing of the guard has already happened at quarterback. It's happening at running back as we speak. It already happened at wide receiver last year. The sophomores are consuming a big portion of the top 10 wide receivers. It's happening at the tight end position as soon as Kelsey gets nudged aside. In a year and a half, two years, which is gonna, it's bound to happen, you're going to have Kincaid potentially climbing to the top pits. The changing of the guard, I've never seen the stars align for the changing of the guard across all positions before, like it is right now. We are literally looking at potentially the the, the youngest group of elite redraft players that are almost near identical in ranking to Dynasty I've ever seen in my 20 plus years of doing this professionally. I've never looked at a quarterback ranking like I do right now and see almost zero difference in my redraft and Dynasty rankings while at the same time looking at the wide receivers and seeing almost zero difference between my redraft and and Dynasty rankings minus like Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill and just a few spots which you could still argue Cup and Hill if you want 
have maybe one year, two years left. And in Dynasty, depending on your strategy, that could be enough time for you. And I look at the running back position with Bijan and Gibbs and Hall and Walker and just a slew of players that really you only have Henry and a few older dogs kind of still chub consuming inside the 6 to, to 10, 12 spots. It's, we've never seen anything like this before ever. So when someone says, hey, Smitty, do you like this? strategy or Fields' value in Dynasty the same? Absolutely. And my, my QBs don't really change. And Nate, to answer your question, I mean, it's, look, Hertz is in round two. In, in, in a six-point-per-TD pass, you might see Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Burrow jump above Hertz in six-point-per-TD situations. But maybe not, maybe not, maybe the reality is this guy who threw Jalen Hurts, 22 touchdowns last year, might go out and throw 30. And his line on underdog fantasy promo coach Smitty is 22.5. He threw 22 last year. So I don't even know if that's going to hold true that, that Hurts goes below those guys in six-point per TD leagues. Because if, if he throws for 30, he runs for 10, he scores 40 total, and he runs for 750 to 900 yards. Who knows when he runs for a thousand yard season? Who knows when Hertz throws for 4,000 and runs for 1,000? That's going to happen. My bottom line is this I'm not going to uh, uh, maneuver the top four and just say Hertz, Mahomes, Burrow, and Josh Allen. Those are in my top four. But in considering ADP in conjunction with my safe, this is my pecking order, Fields and Burrow. Are, and Trevor Lawrence are the smashes of fantasy football 2023. And I'm not just talking QB. The only person I'm mixing into this is Gibbs. Gibbs, Burrow, Fields, kind of Trevor Lawrence too in round six. Just so happens three of those guys are quarterbacks. But as, as Ron, you and I say this all the time, quarterback score, Ron says this too, quarterback score the most amount of points is the most important position. And just because the position's deep doesn't mean that the number eight or nine or 10 or 11th quarterback like the mainstream fantasy football media garbage content tells you just because 10, 11, and nine's 20 points away from number seven that you shouldn't, you should wait on a quarterback. I've been preaching for near 20 plus years professionally that early quarterback can still win leagues and so can late quarterback so can middle round quarterback there's a reason i'm pushing that but also saying do you remember a time when we all fell in love with jalen hurts and joe burrow in round five six and seven last year and we cleaned up and won our fantasy football championships I remember, I remember that very well. No one was higher on Jalen Hurts than your boy right here. And we hammered it home every single week on the channel. I love early quarterback drafting. I love late quarterback drafting. You must mix up your approaches. You must take what the ADP can give you. Even when we draft with each other, in hindsight, I look back at some of our drafts when we're all a community drafting together, sniping each other. It's maybe time to try different approaches and not go after the players that everybody else is going after when they're sniping. Sit back. Take a Derrick Henry in round three once in a while. Take a Nick Chubb in late two, early three. Barkley fell to me at the top of three in a mock draft because we were sniping each other left and right. Think outside the box. Treat every draft differently. Don't lock into, I have to draft Jameer Gibbs every time. I'm drafting at 3.1. I'm just going to take him every time. 
Take what comes to you. And what comes to you is this man, Justin Fields, in round five, like clockwork. Round four, that's okay too. And I'm going to smash that value with Joe Burrow in round four or five all day long. I'm telling you, majority of big-time winners or a big chunk of them in 2023 best ball are going to own Joe Burrow round four, Fields in round five, some of them with with, uh, T-Law in round six, and Jameer Gibbs in round four. I can feel it in my bones. That's why this man is a Mars man. He's on a shuttle to Mars. As long as we don't have any more canceled games. Yeah, Ron. Um, hopefully, we don't the, have the any. Big, the biggest concern I have, Hertz has one big concern for me this year, and that's the fact that last year, Philly's gonna probably. I think most people would agree, Philly's gonna win their division hands down. And at the end of the year, when they don't really have anything to play for, what are they gonna do with Hertz? They're gonna sit him for the playoffs. And that crucial week 16-17 game where you need him, he's going to be right the bench because they're going to save him for the playoffs. That's my biggest concern with Hurts this year. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's always a concern for that, but the same could be said for Mahomes. The same could be said for any you know team that's that's on a, a, a winning you know roster that that's going to you know attack and explode and crush everybody. But the one thing I will say is that even in a situation where he plays three quarters, let's say week 17. And you're like, crap, he could score four touchdowns and a half. Like he, so it, yeah. it, it's some, it's something that, you know, you definitely think about, but I would not let it influence me whatsoever. And a lot of times, Ron, I think people chase that thinking too much. And I'm not saying it's not a very, very important, you know, philosophy, especially in best ball to look at week 17, to look at week 16. But one reason I don't produce a ton of content around that, and I will this year. I, I promised everybody I would dig into week 17. I would find some really interesting tidbits and things to talk about for the fantasy playoffs on best ball, especially on best ball promo code Smitty, uh, underdog fantasy. But one reason I don't create a ton of content around that is because if you plan too much for that stuff, you sure, you worked it all out, you got all the advantages going on week 17, and then you missed the playoffs and you can't even see it happen or unfold. So just be careful out there, guys, worrying too much about the future when you got to win in the now. Um, thank you for the super chat, Nate. Uh, appreciate you on dropping your, your ranking. Um, I absolutely love Fields in That's every... That's why you got to diversify in, yeah. in these best balls. You have yeah. By receive different mix because if something happens, and that and that's what I try to do is you know I try to have Mahomes, I try to have Allen, I try to have have Hurts, of course, I try to have some of those. Yeah. You know, a couple different versions of each one of those quarterbacks, simply because you don't know, you can't predict the future. But like Mahomes. They're going to be going for the number one seed. It's harder in the AFC, I think, for a team to get the AF, the number one spot than it is the NFC may, may, for Philly to get the number one spot. May, maybe, maybe. I think this year is going to be this year is going to be pretty pretty competitive in the NFC. There are a lot of teams. I, I get what you're saying, and, and it does logically make sense. But I do believe, in hindsight, the NFC will have a lot of people fighting. Like even maybe even more so. There's not as big a heavy hitters in the NFC. But there's a lot more competition, in my opinion, because you got all these teams that that are kind of uh, there's there's maybe two, three, four more teams that I think will be vying for playoff spots, and I think that because 
Mahomes is going to be potentially, you know, sitting in a, in a, in a higher, more vaulted. We got Russian collusion calling in. Russian, hang tight real quick. Um, we got in, in a higher, you know, higher positioning. We might have the, the, the number one seed race a lot lower in terms of, of wins and losses and, and, and fighting for like a, a much lower uh, title of, of, of wins and losses from that, that NFC side. Like could the, the conference winner be, a game or two less in terms of wins than the AFC side of things. Maybe. I think the AFC's got four or five really heavy hitters, and you're right, they could all be competing for that number one seed. I get it. But, I mean, just in, in one division alone with the Packers, the Lions, and the Bears, I mean, we have so many people competing. I I, I just wouldn't worry too much about the future and say, oh, well, Jalen Hurts sit week 17. It's just... You could miss out on so much dominance. And if you back yourself up appropriately, you might be okay. You might have a, a Jordan Love or uh, an Aaron Rodgers or whatever to play that final week anyway. And you're like, you got to get there. And Jalen Hurts might single-handedly get you into the championship game. So, yeah, diversification is very, very good. Uh, this Navage comment says, Receive love for McLaurin or love Nico in a 24 first rounder for McLaurin Madison in a second. I think this is a super flex, right? Navage, from my my memory uh, is correct. Then of course I'm going to take love for McLaurin, um, love Nico in a 24 first for McLaurin, Madison in a second. I I probably would rather have the first rounder than Madison, I think. But if you need, and I forget your situation, if you need running back very badly and you can win now, then I might lean toward the side of keeping Madison. But if you're in a rebuild state and you don't think you're the best team in the league, you're not necessarily locked for that 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 prize money, then I would actually rather have the first rounder than the bet that Madison not only balls out this year, not only stays healthy this year, but is the future choice of the Minnesota Vikings for the handful of three or four years to come. Because he's been in the league a while. He's a very exciting redraft player. I love him in best ball. But my question marks about his future stem from all the moving parts and variables that have to be you know, hit out of the park for him to continue you know, to uh, uh, continue to have great dynasty value. But in a super flex, Love is a home run over McLaurin. Absolute home run. And I've got more Jordan Love content to come. I'm hearing such good things. And a lot of the players speak, you know, what players say about their quarterback speaks volumes. You know, like when you hear players, especially uh, Alexander, players saying things like, Jordan Love's looking amazing. Jordan Love's looking good. Jordan Love's our guy. There's a lot of player public support for Jordan Love. Jordan Love is one of my, he's growing every day. He's growing as one of my bigger sleeper quarterbacks, especially in best and super flex best ball, especially in super flex where this guy can be had in a territory where there's quarterbacks being taken uh, that are almost not even close to, to being locks, you know, and, and loves being treated like a, wait and see approach player and in in super flex where you maybe neglect your second quarterback my strategy of choice in a super flex is to go 
uh, if you have a top six pick, you go Fields or Burrow or whatever, Trevor Lawrence even. And then in the second round, you get back to normal. You draft against traffic. In the third round, you get back to normal. You draft against traffic. You let everybody consume these Danny Dimes and quarterbacks of that nature. And then in round four or five, you get back into the quarterback state of mind. And if you get a Jordan Love with a Burrow and you cleaned up in the second, third, maybe even fourth round, stealing away Garrett Wilson, Olave, Brees Hall, Gibbs types type of players, Bijan, you're going to explode and dominate your league if Jordan Love becomes what I believe I think he's going to become. Christian Watson is going to be a big reason why. Overcome, let me get these super chats out of the way, then I'm going to hit the phone line. I got Ron Navy on here, Marsman Ron, Marsman Russian Collusion, and Okafer on the full phone here. Let me just hammer these out real quick. Overcome. Over uh, underdog draft right now, pick 45. DJ Moore sitting there at 46.9 and Fields at 49.2. Who am I drafting? Uh, I'd rather have Fields than I... If you believe Fields is going to get taken, uh, pick 45. Fields has got that 4980p. You almost have to go Fields. I'd rather, I would much rather have you get Fields or a little early than miss out on them. And that's not a crazy differential. If, if you're like... If your ADP, if the ADP is beyond your pick, you're better off reaching a little bit. Just not 10, 12, 15 picks. You want to reach within about 10 to uh, 10 to nine picks, something like that, is a good territory of reaching without it being crazy. Not not positional, but like eight, nine picks overall of a reach is fine. That that I'm okay with overcome. I'd love to hear your entire roster um, once you make that fields pick. Who you have through that amount of picks. Uh, Navage, appreciate your super chat. Nate, appreciate your $20 hauler. Russian Collusion, appreciate your $20 hauler. Overcome, appreciate your DJ Moore. Uh, Eric, appreciate that. Deckard, appreciate your guys' super chats. You guys absolutely rock. You rock. You, you're, you're, the, you're the best community in fantasy football, period. Uh, I'm going to go back to Ron Ron Navy in one second, but Mars Man Russian Collusion, you have a a a little uh, quick candy land shoots and ladders whatever type of uh, uh, whatever it is straight to the top of the phone line. What can I do for you? What's going on? I got my uh, Mars Man card today. Thank you very much. If it was not pouring out, first of all, you are you getting a reverb like you did the other day. I am not getting the reverb, and I'll turn you down a little bit because I'm sure I'm creating a little bit of that for the for the viewer. But I'm not hearing it. You're good to go. Okay, so wait till you see the picture that I send send you, because um, I love the sticker you sent, and it's right on the back of my Jeep. And oh, my yeah. Jeep is is I think I sent you a picture last year. It says "Spinny Built" on it. Oh yeah, and yeah. so it's. Uh, so it's really built, and I got that, and I'm going to take a picture of the Marsman card next to it. It's an awesome thing, man. Attaboy. Well, I got a question. Yeah. I got a question, man, because Ron Navy just stated something that that's why I called in because of Ron Navy. I'm like, oh, my God, Ron, what are you thinking, man? I, I mean, I always listen to Ron, and I think what he has and what he says is he thinks about it. But Ron Navy. The Eagles are not going to win the NFC East. And I will put a bet on it whoa, whoa, that they will not. And you know what I'm going to bet? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I will pay your Marsman League whoa. entry fee next year because the Cowboys are taking that division. Woo. 
Hey, hey, can I can I say something? Can I say something, uh, Russian? Before Ron gets in on this, let's do a challenge yep. between me and you. A challenge between me and you. You you name what you want the challenge to be, and I'll take that challenge. The Eagles over the Cowboys. I'll take it right now. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what do you want to do? And you got to tell me, brother, because I'm not an exercise person. <laughs> And I know you're fit. Okay, um, I'll tell you what. You drop so, the super chat, you name it, whatever you want, and then you you challenge me to an exercise, whether it's carrying a four. I'll carry a 45-pound weight a mile. I'll run with the 45-pound plate in my hands for a mile on a live stream. No, on, I don't want to kill you. No, you're not going to kill. I'll run with a 45-pound plate for an entire mile, okay? And I'll have, I'll have Miss Smitty or Little Smitty record it so that it's live. If the Eagles, uh, or if the Cowboys uh, win the division, and if the Eagles win the division, you do whatever you feel is necessary. But you yeah, know, you can have, stay. Have you looked at the? Have you looked at the schedule for the Eagles this year? They got a tough schedule. Well, I, I mean, the the look. I like the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys, but the Cowboys have a lot of unknown factors right here. I don't believe things will be better for them. I think there'll be some bumps in the road, and maybe collusion and this is just my take you obviously i respect your take and i respect everybody's take if the cowboys are going to be successful in 2023 in my opinion there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road and maybe they squeak into a a playoff you know berth and then they they reset inside the playoffs and it's like we got through it all we're here we got there was a long bumpy road we got into the playoffs now it's reset time and we're going to ball out whatever like I, i could understand that happening but I do think it's gonna they're gonna be hard pressed with a new potential look at everything. Run heavy, Kellen Moore's gone, McCarthy, who has does not have a great track record in the department of calling the plays and organizing everything himself. I feel like there's a lot to prove. And the Eagles just they were a minute they were a minute less than a minute away and a play away from being a potential Super Bowl winner. And they and they and they some would say improve their team even more. And records be damned. I don't I don't think I just don't think the Cowboys have a shot, or it's a small shot of beating the Eagles out for the division win. But I will one hundred percent love. It'll be a fun little banter back and forth between me and you. You set the the super chat tone. I will if it's okay with you. I'll run a mile with a forty five pound plate if the Cowboys win the division. Yeah, somebody. And then you know what happens when you when you fall or you get hurt. Then I got how many different people in different states after me? No, because I hurt somebody. I won't fall. <laughs> I won't fall, bro. Yeah, I got. I'll, I got we'll, this. We'll, 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 we'll figure something out. And it. You because it'll, it'll be accepted. I know, but it'll be accepted. Whatever, whatever it is, I accept what you would challenge me on. Or I don't care what it is. Just drop, hey, just like, drop a drop a nice little super chat. It could be it, it could be five, ten dollars, whatever. It doesn't have to be a huge. You drop a nice super chat if if I'm right. I will run, I will run with a hundred a uh, hundred pound plate, forty five pound plate, one mile on a live stream. If I lose this, if they, okay. and and in uh, it's a if neither neither of them win, then we're actually you know what? Hey, let's do this. If neither neither of them win the division. And some crazy like injuries, setup circumstances, whatever. Then it's just whoever finishes higher. So really, it's it's division win 
But like, let's say they both don't win the division, then whoever's team had the better record, whoever's ranked higher. All right, deal. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like the I like the bet. I'm just thinking about what the actual bet's gonna be because I'm not gonna make you run. I'm running. I'm minute. running a mile with a 45 pound plate. That's done. <laughs> That's done. All right. Look, no, I'm not. Look, collusion. I'm not running. <laughs> I'm not. The ego, the ego's got better. The ego's got better. Jalen Hurts is getting better. I appreciate your tenacity and and fandom, and you are you are a true Cowboys believer, and that's awesome. And I and I love it. I love it. But I, I in my heart of hearts, yeah, but, actually, but actually, you know, I mean, I had I had more Eagles on my team in the last five years than I've had on any any Cowboys. I don't draft Cowboys because that's a double loss to me. And I don't, I don't, I just don't do that to myself. Okay. Well, well, you just dropped, Ron will remember this, or I can write it on the board here. Um, I'll write it over on the board here, but Ron will remember it. E- Eagles versus uh, Cowboys. All right. Uh, l- l- yeah. Real quickly, let's go to Okafor real quick. Okafor, what's up? You're live. Hey, wait a second. We, uh, oh. You got to let us finish our bet. You took over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go, go, Ron. So, yeah, I accept your challenge. And if, uh, if Dallas wins their, the division instead of Philly, then I'll pay your entry fee. Look at That's that. Sounds fair. like a plan, man. Sounds like a plan. Look at that. Look Go at ahead, that. Smitty. Just marvelous. Uh, okay, Okafor, you're live. Hey, Smitty. I mean, I, I don't mean to crash the party, but uh, you might. Hey, let me let me say. Let me say something real quickly. If you're com- coming in with some field doubt or hate, you aren't crashing anything because you're just going to run right into a brick wall, Okafer. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. <laughs> but, 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 but before I even say anything, uh, who's like oh, Dang, you got to get covered. You, you what? I, I, I didn't even know where field was at. I said, I said before, before I even I even started with your best, give me like your top eight. You said field's like one to five, right? Yeah, I, I mean, so so no particular order hurts Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and then Josh Allen. Those are the big four. And then it's Fields and T-Law for me. Do, it doesn't mean T-Law can't can outscore you know, Fields. doesn't mean Lamar can't slip into the top five or six. I, I get that. doesn't mean Herbert can't bounce back for all the Herbert lovers out there. Look, your boy loved Herbert last year, and I still like him. And I've said 100,000 times it's not a matter of if – I, he bounces back and becomes a great top five to six quarterback in the National Football League. Just when, you know, and I don't know that that's right now with the new implemented system with an aging running back that I think is still at the top of his game, but we just don't know where that shelf is to fall off. And there's an injured wide receiver room with a, a what I believe to be a very soft and raw Quentin Johnston that has a lot of upside, but a lot of work to do. And, and, you know, could he become like the Watson? Watson was raw, had a lot of work he needed to do, and Rodgers made sure he got the work done and improved. So Quentin Johnson's got to open, you know, he's like putty. He could turn into anything. He could fall off and, and fall apart, or he could turn into something great. But there's a lot of moving parts there. So all those quarterbacks are very capable of climbing in and out of the top five or six. But so after Fields and T-Law, that's my six. So Fields is five. T-Law is six. Lamar and Her- and Herbert are kind of seven. Aaron Rodgers seven eight. Uh, uh, Herbert six seven eight. They're all right there. So like that would be the big eight right there. The big eight ish nine. 
You know, Aaron Rodgers um, after Herbert, maybe, and Herbert after Lamar. Um, you know, I, I I probably have Herbert after Lamar still per per start, but I worry about Lamar's PCL and the fact that he had grade two three tear. So c- come in with your fire and tell me how I'm wrong on Fields and how inaccurate he is when you're judging the man having no wide receivers. You say he's going to be inaccurate. I heard the same thing about Jalen Hurts and all those doubters and haters haven't come around ever again ever again i've never seen one person but ron navy say i didn't like jalen hurts and i was wrong ron is the only one that's got brass balls big enough to put in a wheelbarrow and roll into this show and say i'm sorry i love hurts and nobody is in here ever apologizing for the hate they threw on hurts no one will be here to apologize on the field hate fields hate but come in okafor bring it strong i want to hear it no, all right. So uh, as far as Hurts goes, I'll admit I was against Hurts until he got A.J. Brown. When I thought that he got A.J. Brown, that, that's what I jumped all in. Two feet in, in the defense of the pool, I was drafted in like the, the third round. You'd have to be pretty freaking bad to mess up A.J. Brown and Devontae. Yeah, but you, hold on real quickly, not to, inter- not to interrupt your point, but I got sick and tired of that stance too because you know what people – said in Okafor, I bet you your stance was the same. Well, if he doesn't do it with A.J. Brown, then he's definitely not going to be good. That was the, the cop-out on all of the double-down Jalen Hurts is going to be <laughs> bad garbage because people rolled in and said, like, it was almost like a, a sticking point to, like, get a weasel out, a weasel out of the Jalen Hurts hate that you've thrown down and doubled down on. You said, well, now that he has Jalen Hurts, I guarantee you your prediction was more along that lines, or your stance was more along the lines of, he if he doesn't do it with J, with uh, A.J. Brown, then he's really going to bust. He'll, this is the year he has to do it. That's what everybody said. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I felt like that was that, that was definitely a lot of people's take on it. But I mean, right. I mean for good reason. I mean, no, not for good reason. Not for good Unless- reason. It was clear as day to me. This guy, this guy's first NFL start was like a 350-yard, four-touchdown game. His second NFL start yeah. was like a 303 TD game. And that's why as soon as he got hurt, I jumped. I mean, as soon as he got AJ Brown, I jumped in. But right. I didn't know how right. good he could be. All right. But, but, You're gonna oh, say oh, yeah, but Mitty, Mitty was touting Hurts before the AJ Brown trade. He was he was he was like saying Hurts is gonna be the guy, and that's before AJ Brown even got there. So I remember but, that. So I gotta give him props. But go go ahead, Okafor. Go ahead. And Hurts Hurts is like really hard. But anyways, as far as Fields goes, so, so so what what are you seeing out of Fields to make you think that uh? He has that capability, first of all. Well, first of all, watch the beginning of the show because I, I did about a 20-minute show on this. But in a nutshell, oh, okay. I would say the man runs as well as anybody. Hold on. We got we got a $50 Pal Derby YouTube-exclusive mem- membership drop. Alert. Super Chat alert. Super chat alert. So your question, thank you, pal Derby. Your question, your question is this. What have I seen out of Justin Fields to warrant my consideration of being the biggest outside of Gibson Burrow? 
Win a league player in 2023. If I haven't emphasized it enough, here it is in a very short Cliff Notes version for you. Number one, eye test. You can't take away anyone's eye test. And if you came in and said, Smitty, I've seen what Danny Dimes looks like right now. And I think Danny Dimes is a top five quarterback. I would disagree with you. But I couldn't take that away from you. So number one, first and foremost, is what I see, I believe in. What I saw in Jalen Hurts was a lot of eye test too. It took a lot of eye test and, you know, uh, analyzing and just trusting your gut to really believe in Jalen Hurts because there wasn't a lot to go on and there were inaccuracy numbers that were driving a lot of the hate and you had to see around it. You had to be able to look through the smoke. And when you looked at who he had, the fact that he was not believed in by his own coaching staff, the fact that Sirianni tried to trade him one calendar year ago when we said he was going to be what Sirianni obviously didn't really believe he was 100% a lock to be. Let's not give Sirianni so much credit because this man tried to trade him during the offseason or tried to yeah, trade yeah. for Russell Wilson, which is absolute yeah. joke. Sirianni should take a fat lap right now. But, but aside from the eye test, which I'm telling you, bro, tells me this guy is going to be elite. And I wasn't even the biggest on this guy coming out of college. Admittedly, I wasn't super huge on him. That's not a, a negative. That is a man admitting that you change directions when you see things happening in front of you. I'm always going to be a change in direction person. And if there's one thing I wish for every one of you, if there was a, a, a weakness you could turn into a strength that would make you unstoppable in fantasy football is not doubling down. Having an ability to change directions. And I know some of you think I, I dig my heels in. And sometimes I do. I get that. But most of the time, I do not. Like Rashad White. I love Rashad White. I'm not going toward Rashad White. I'm not going toward Rashad White in 2023. Because his offense is garbage. His quarterbacks are worse. And I just don't know what to expect. It doesn't mean I don't like him. doesn't mean I love Javante. I love Brees Hall and Javante. They're both on pedestals for me walking into 2022. They both suffered ACL tears. Javante's behind schedule could be ready for week one, but pushing more of a Saquon Barkley time frame, which is kind of an avoid early on. Brees Hall's way ahead of the game, despite the, the beat reporter out there that said, all right, he, I'm a little skeptical he'll be firing on all cylinders, not word for word, but paraphrasing what he said. I could care less what that beat reporter says. In fact, I salute him. Maybe I slipped him a 20 spot and said, hey, why don't you write a little negative report about Brees Hall so we can get that ADP down. Uh, but, but Fields, taking away the eye test, this guy has the ability with the improved offense to not only do what he did last year, but now he's going to have defenses stretched out. If Fields could do what he did last year without a single weapon, aside from Cole Komet, who's now going to have space all over the field because DJ Moore stretching the defense out, Komet's just gliding around in the middle of the field completely wide open uh, comparatively to last year. Fields is going to have a field day every single time he's on the field. And he's fast He's electric. He is a great passer. Something all of you doubters out there are about to find out. Just because he wasn't accurate last year, not considering the fact that he had no weapons to, 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 to roll with, he had 11 INTs in this very inaccurate season. Show me another quarterback that's running for his life, trying to make decisions on the fly, that doesn't have just a minimal amount of interceptions like 11. You can't find it. Nobody's scrambling around the field 
trying to make second chance plays all over the field. Route routes are run to their extent. And a receiver's like, I'm at the end of the road here. I gotta head back that way. No one was running a proper route by the time this guy was ready to release the football. No one was open. His his poor wide receivers were injured and his backups of backups were in there. He had nobody helping him out and he still only threw 11 INTs. The The Bears went down to a skeleton crew. Ryan Poles is a genius, although he put Fields in a vulnerable position, playing with a skeleton crew, a very weak lineup, a very weak defense, but he wanted to drain all the coffers so he could come into 2023 and just load up. And boy, did he load up. They drafted an offensive lineman around one. The stretched out field with DJ Moore and, and Mooney getting back to being a number two, which will make him a Effective again. Cole Komet, Tunyon's going to also be effective. This offense will stretch the field, which will improve offensive line play, which will cascade into the defense. The defense will be a lot better than people anticipate because the offense will put the defense in good positioning. And the defense is tired out last year because they're constantly on the field. All of it will cascade the Bears or the Lions in a dogfight. Coming down to Week 17 will win the division. And let me just end it with this. It would not shock me one single bit, and I'm kind of predicting it, that Fields and the Chicago Bears make it into the NFC Championship game against the Philadelphia Eagles. And it, it just like my, my Cincinnati Bengal prediction was laughable to people. Laughable to people. Just complete, get out of here with this nonsense and garbage, Smitty. The Bengals, the Bengals, the Bears are using the Bengals blueprint, and it's clear as day. And it'll be very clear at the end of end of end of it all when it's all said and done. Fields wins leagues, and if you just use your eyeballs and watch him, you know that the sky is the freaking limit. This guy's tossing dimes around in practice right now. No one's paying attention. They're spitting out old data from last year, saying he's inaccurate. No one's watching him. The people that are down on him didn't watch him play. I guarantee it because if you watched him play last year and you knew what he was dealing with and you hear people say, hey, he's inaccurate. Those people are reading spreadsheets created by other people that aren't watching football and they don't know that this offense is vastly improved. The defense is extremely going to be extremely different when it's on the field just because of that alone. It's going to be a magnificent sight. And just because they don't have the best defense in the league, we've seen defenses that give up a lot of points before make it to championship games. Go ahead, Okafor. The floor is yours. I won't interrupt you. <laughs> well, so, uh, so what, I saw, what I saw last year, was well, running back, Smitty. I, I, I will not like coming coming out of college. He wasn't even really known for his running outside of, I mean, around like a four three forty. But it was all passing up. Like he passing was his calling card. When he got to the NFL and then had a horrific season, of course, blame the coach. Blame the. There'll be a lot of different issues. A lot, a lot of different reasons that season probably ended up the way it did. Mainly, be I think because of the coach, but. The passing performance, I mean, like, I wouldn't call Fields. If Fields coming out of college is not a bad passer, I don't see how you could get to the league and, like, have 100-yard passing games, you know? At least, at least with Lamar, Lamar still can kind of pass, too. The only reason, that, the only, the only reason I'm kind of 
kind of thinking this over again is because Lamar had pretty bad passing. What about Josh Allen? What about too. Josh Allen? Josh Allen just looked terribly inaccurate. And then magic with Bayball happened, and I guess, or you practice. I don't, I don't know how he, how he but, practice. I don't know. But he when looked, I, he, he looked. But when you say when you say Fields looked bad, again, you're not considering that he went out there with no options. What line of work do you work in, Okafor? Don't tell me where, but like what what line of work? Engineering. Engineering. What would you do if someone came to you and and you're designing a building and literally you have no one there to support you to build it and somebody builds a crap building because they don't know how to implement your plans? Am I supposed to judge you on your engineering, or could someone look at your plans and say, you know what, those plans are good, it was implemented wrong? You have to look at Fields in in the same light. You have to look at Josh Allen in the same light. And also keep in mind, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but I I was number one in the fantasy industry according to Fantasy Pros for a three year average dating back to I think 2000, I think 2018, 19, or no. 19, 20, and 21. 2000, 2019, 2020, and 2021. Three years in a row. Number one in the fantasy industry in quarterback rankings. And and the reason I'm again, I'm not I I I was I think running back, I, I, I swung big on like Clyde Edwards Alaire. I didn't finish number one on in running backs. Like I'm I'm gonna be honest, like there's ups and downs at each different position for, for each year. That year, I swung big on Clyde and missed. So to make myself take a lap, I'm not trying to just pat myself on the back here. But one thing I do know is the court. I mean, I love sleeper running backs too. But the quarterback position, it's a tough position to evaluate early on. Like coming out of college, you're not going to have a lot of information. The same thing with the tight end position. The one thing that makes me, I believe, good at identifying quarterbacks is I don't hold some of the things other people hold, the harsh judgments ahead of time, and 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 limit the quarterback's upside. Like Josh Allen, before he took a snap in the National Football League, I said he'd be a top one to five quarterback. Before Patrick Mahomes took a snap in the National Football League on NBC and, and CBS Sports Radio, I said he'd be a one to five quarterback. Um it's, it's not always an exact science. I've missed as well. But when I see something as a player is developing, things can change. Nobody saw Tom Brady coming coming out of college. Nobody saw, Let's uh, another example would be Kurt Warner. Nobody saw Kurt Warner coming. I think people make too harsh a judgment on a player like Fields without factoring in all the variables and just looking at a number like accuracy and I'm telling you right now, when I see him, it's special. And when you say that he had a bad year last year, I disagree. I disagree. He did phenomenal things with no help whatsoever, bro. No help. But the same excuse you're going to have, no offense, Okafor. I love you, pal. The same excuse you're going to have for why you missed on Josh on, on Jalen Hurts or why maybe you kind of believed in him is because he got A.J. Brown. You didn't say I believe in him because he's good. You believed in him because of AJ Brown. I think a lot of people are going to say I believe in Fields maybe because DJ Moore is there. But I'm telling you, 
The, the reason DJ Moore is going to be great is because of Fields. The reason the Bears are going to win is because of Fields. And Poles knows how good he is, and he's building around him. I will say that Poles, Sirianni, both sides of the, this, this staff, on, on the Eagles and the Bears' side, doubted their quarterback a little bit, and they should all take a lap. The fact that the Eagles were potentially trying to trade for Russell Wilson... Disapproved. Take a lap. The fact that the Bears, and they might have floated it to try and get trade value and stuff for their number one overall pick and, and all that. I get, I get it. Um, the fact that the Bears floated out that they were open to drafting a quarterback, take, take a big fat lap. The fact that you didn't even know what you had. But some people use that as an excuse to say that that player is not going to reach the, the heights that I believe they're going to reach. Philly's a perfect example of a quarterback being doubted a little bit too much by his staff and, and situation. But we don't know what kind of smoke they were playing with. And maybe they went to Fields and said, none of this is true. We're just letting the rumors linger to see if there's any trade value with the pick or whatever. That So bottom line is this, bro. I urge you to take a share of Fields in the fifth round, fifth, sixth round, and, and, and just let it ride. Because I'm telling you, you're going to wish you had a share of it somewhere. I promise you. I promise you it's going to be a, a player, as long as he stays healthy, which is a risk because he's a runner, he's going to be unbelievable. That's what I was going to bring up. Because if you expect him to run around like he was doing last year, which is where a boatload of the points came from, which, of course, I mean, the fantasy resting is the cheap, and also because he had no one to throw to, by the end of the year, he was beat up. So if you expect him to run around like that or similar to that this year, to me, it comes with a risk, a risk that I don't know if I want to take. But, but I've already um, said, I've already said to you, the reason he was running around like that was because he had no one to throw to. He will run around in more efficient fashion. He could run for more yards this year, just being more efficient. Like he had a crowded, just uh, crowded field to navigate last year. We had he had defensive backs and safeties crouching up against, uh, against him. He didn't have DJ Moore and Mooney and Komet stretching the field. You're going to see Fields rip off a lot of untouched 15, 30, 40-yard runs because he's literally going to have open field between the offensive line and defensive backs and safeties. Whereas last year, he's literally trying to navigate through a bunch of congested traffic. And, and my point is, He's going to be able to step out of bounds. He's going to be able to be safer with some of his running. I'm not saying there's an enhanced risk for a running quarterback, but he's going to he's no more of a risk than any of the other running quarterbacks inside the top 5 or 6. Like he's he's you know, he's running a lot. That is potentially a risk, but I I think it's going to be a lot different than you think. I I I sense by your responses and I don't blame you for I don't know if you haven't if you didn't own him and you didn't watch last year. I don't blame you necessarily for for not accepting that he's gonna have weapons. Like your response is, I don't know if he runs around like that. Like you're, it's like you're not hearing me, Okafor. It's like talking to my mom. It he's not gonna be running around with a chicken like a chicken with his head cut off. He has an offense now. He had a skeleton crew last year. That's not that. true. You, Okafor, you're trying to tell one side of this story. It's not that he's not. I just told you he could run for more yards. He could be more efficient. For like a thousand, bro, a thousand yards. Bro, he could run that, that, for a thousand. Th the other thing is, hey, can I? He can be a can better. I 
Yeah. Smitty, you're leaving out like two key components to your argument, your side of the argument. Well, I haven't got to them. And that is Roshan Johnson, <laughs> who can block like nobody else. And you're forgetting the X Factor and Tyler Scott, who can take the top off of any defense. And you're mentioning Tyler Mahomes Scott. and those guys, but you're forgetting the two rookies that are going to be key to this offense coming into this next year, I feel. I'll also with, say – with. I'll also say Khalil Herbert is not being talked about enough. And that guy might crack the moon man list before the end of the week. I'm just telling you, Khalil Herbert led the NFL in yards per carry. I like Roshan, but I don't think Roshan's going to beat out Khalil Herbert. Khalil He's Herbert's... not a blocker. Well, Herbert's not a blocker. Roshan is. So I mean, we'll use Roshan in the block capability. I mean, Khalil's, Khalil's has you know time in the system, though. You know, And the one thing I'll say about Roshan, one thing that could, not for sure, but could have Roshan coming along slower than we ever dreamed of or anticipated, is that there's a lot of change going on and they're going to look for some consistency in terms of protecting fields. And and maybe Khalil Herbert is a part of that, but maybe Roshan does get in there. But regardless, the running back combo by drafting both these guys, I believe will turn out to be a very sneaky, uh, a sneaky running back slot for your team. If you've got Roshan and Khalil, Khalil Herbert, I venture to say Khalil Herbert buzz will get kickstarted late and it's going to take some sort of coaching you know, support that has been absent for a while. Like uh, Khalil Herbert could be one of the best running backs in the league. Boom. Khalil Herbert skyrockets in ADP. Or Khalil Herbert's definitely the starting running back for this team. Boom. Skyrockets. A, a player says something about Khalil Herbert's going to have 1,500 yards rushing. And you're going to have everybody just scream and yell. This guy averaged more yards. I think it's 5.7 yards per carry. 5.7 or 5.9 yards per carry in 2022 and he had like seven or 800 rushing yards it wasn't like he was a 200 yard carrier that just happened to have the best yards per carry he ran the ball for seven eight hundred yards I, I, I like Roshan too Ron I, I do he's a bigger he's bigger than Bijan like when he stands next to Bijan he's a much bigger guy so he's got a lot of appeal I like him a lot but Ron's right the running game is going to be a, a whole different story it's all a cascading effect and I just didn't get to the arguments yet, Ron. But Ron's right. If Fields is throwing dimes all over the field, Okafor, listen to what I'm saying. Fields isn't a mediocre passer. I know you think that because what you think you saw last year was Fields making decisions to not throw the football. He did. He's like you're an engineer, Okafor, and you had nobody making the buildings you're 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 architecting up. Nobody was out there building anything and things were, or they were building crap versions of what you amazingly designed and they were falling down left and right, the buildings. And people came out and said, Okafer, you're building bad buildings, bro. And you weren't, you were building amazing, you were constructing amazing architecture mock-ups of these buildings. Fields is not going to be a bad passer. He's a better passer, in my opinion, than Lamar Jackson will be. Not right this second. I know people are going to be like, what? Fields didn't didn't throw good footballs last year. Smitty, did you watch? I watched and I understand what I was looking at. What I was looking at was a man with no one to catch the football. Fields is going to be not just a good passer, an elite passer. Maybe he's not top four or five because there are some elite gunslingers in this league and he's such a good runner. The combination of being on the bottom end of the top five or six 
for gunslinging in the league mixed with his number one or number two running ability will make him as a top one to five fantasy football quarterback. But mark my words, Okafor, he's not going to be mediocre. He's not going to be good. He's going to be a great passer in the National Football League, and it begins in 2023. And people that say he's inaccurate, he's not a good thrower, he's just a runner are going to eat their words like nothing you've ever seen. I, pr- I promise you that. I never, I don't, look, I feel so strongly about Gibbs, Burrow, and Fields, and, and Bijan. Those are like my four predictions right now that my gut is screaming, screaming Okafor, trust me. My gut says, Okafor, trust me. Trust Smitty, Okafor. Uh, uh, Smitty, can I? Yeah, Russian. Go ahead, Russian. Mars man, Russian. This is Russian. Okafor, I want to. I just want to ask you one question. When you have an offense that all they do is run the ball, what is the defense going to do? They're going to stack the box, right? They're going to stack the box, right? So the first five, six games of this year, Fields is going to go off with passing because now he has some talent at passing, right? He's never had that before. So now he's got a tight end. He's got wide receivers. They're going to stack the box the first five weeks, and then teams are going to say, oh, God, this guy can pass. Now we got to back it off. So it's going to be lights out because then once they stop stacking the box, who's going to run the ball? It's going to be the running backs in field, so which is going to reopen the passing game because – when he starts getting physical and running, he's going to start passing the ball. So what are your comments about and thoughts about that? Hey, Peeker, I responded to you right here. Appreciate your super chat, Peeker. Hey, one thing people forget about Fields, okay, is when he, his rookie year, when he got a chance to get in there, and play for godforsaken Trubisky and them instead, you know. Um, he he was throwing dimes. He wasn't restricted. He was throwing that ball with dead eye. I remember one game where the announcers of, of the in the game, the commentary, they were like, this guy is just like, look, at, he is making a name for himself. He is like putting that ball dead on to all these passers. What happened was, you get a new coach in there, and they restrict them, and they try to they try to restrict them into doing certain things, and he's not allowed to do what he did his rookie year when he got his chance. They 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 it, they basically suppressed him. So now, last year, you know, all he had was running, and he had no receivers. Now he's got two good backs, I think, in the backfield. Um, one in Roshan who can block. And then he's got Komet, who he's going to be able to utilize more. And then um, with DJ Moore and, and Tyler Scott and Mooney there, I mean, yeah, he's going to be throwing. You're going to see him throwing the ball like he did his rookie year. And just go back to his rookie year and watch the film. All you got to do is watch the film, and you can see he is fully capable of passing that ball in a very accurate way. I'm telling you, anybody that thinks he's a mediocre passer is going to eat their words, just like they said Jalen Hurts is a mediocre passer. (laughs) And another thing, too, is Fields is a giant compared to Jalen Hurts. 
He's a bigger version of Jalen Hurts. I know everyone thinks they're the same size, but he's about a couple inches taller and a big, bigger version. Fields is a big boy. He's six foot four. Uh, this, this guy is a, a monster. Jalen Hurts is six foot one, six foot two. Fields is six foot four. I don't think people realize that. And, and, and not to mention, as I say, you can't run for your life with no receiving options that can't even... These wide receivers don't even know the offense that are in there because his starters got hurt. You can't throw for just 11 INT scrambling for your life, making these inaccurate throws that everybody claims. If he doesn't throw the ball and just runs, how can he be inaccurate? So if someone says he's inaccurate, they're claiming he threw blah, blah, blah. Okay, so if you're acknowledging that he's throwing a lot, enough for you to judge him to call him inaccurate, how do you have 11 INTs when you're throwing constantly on the run, getting chased by defenders left and right with a bare-bones skeleton crew that Ryan Pohl shoved out there on the field in 2022 as he cut people, good players, left and right, to <coughs> cut all the meat, uh, cut all the fat off of the bone and to make sure he walked into 2023 with a, a total uh, a big purse to build with. And they have. they built. It's going to be phenomenal. I'm telling you right now, everything that I smelt coming with the Jalen Hurts situation, I, I smell the same thing coming here. It's brewing. The storm's brewing like it was brewing in Florida for Ron last night. Fields, everything's going to come together. And he's going to take off, and he's going to be a magnificent fantasy football marvel. And he's going to single-handedly win people leagues. And Fields, like like Jalen Hurts, might be the first player to, to throw for a, a 4,000, 4,500 yards and run for 1,000 yards in the same season. I, I, I think him and Hurts, one of the two is going to do it in the next handful of years. And if people think this guy's throwing for like 3,000 yards, he's not a 4,000-yard passer, just wait. I'm not saying it happens right away. I'm saying he's going to progressively get better, and he's going to have a massive amount of 4,000-plus total yard season with who knows, God knows how many touchdowns he's going to score. And on the ground, he could be easily a, a 900 to 1,000-yard rusher, more efficient rusher this year. Like I said, defense will be spread out. And this guy could have a thousand, a thousand yards and ten touchdowns on the ground, and he's going to improve leaps and bounds passing the football. Bears, dark horse to not only win their division in a dogfight with the Lions, and I always say that together because I want people to know how much I love the Lions, and the Lions are going to be in the mix for that division win. But I believe this is a dark horse NFC championship contender. And 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 if anybody thinks it's crazy, why don't you just roll back the clock two years and and listen to some of the the, the Bengal predictions? Again, not saying I don't miss things all the time. I'm just saying the blueprint's identical. The blueprint's identical. Their defense. The quarterback their defense is going to be them from getting there. Well, Ron, let's see how good it can be with good coaching, with good offensive field position, which will, like I said. Uh, cascade through the defense and, and the production, keeping the defense off the field fresher. Uh, you know, the Niners are a good example of a team that loses defensive players, but the coaching and the ball control, it obviously is a great recipe for continuing to churn out these unknown players that rise up and become stars. 
I think Poles is doing something special, and the Bears' defense will be so much improved. I'm not saying they're top five or anything crazy. They're going to be so much improved just by the cascading effect of the offense marching down the field. Just marching down the field. Um, I just don't see them putting everything together this year. I agree that I think they're going to be they're going to make huge strides this year, and I think they're going to be very competitive this year. But I do not see them winning the division. I don't and expect you to. Yeah, that Minnesota has is the defense. The defense without a great defense, Philly has a great defense, um, and there's other teams out there that have great defenses to go along with their great offenses. And, and that's the problem with Chicago, Minnesota, is they're great on the offense. They, well, Minnesota's great on the offensive side. They suck on the defensive side. Chicago this year show that they can be great on the offensive side, but the defensive uh, side but, is yet to be seen. Yeah, yet to they're be seen. Great. Yet to be seen, but like Cincinnati had a crafty defense that people didn't really know had the ability to do what they did. Remember in, in, in that first that first you know huge year, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow won the division. Everyone said they couldn't do it. It's garbage defense, garbage offensive line, and the offensive line was still in you know in shambles in some ways. This defense was undervalued, and you couldn't see what it was capable of because the offense couldn't move the football. The defense got tired out. What I'm saying is we will 100% see a very similar effect in Chicago comparatively to the Bengals' defense and how they just – it was like they were accepted to be a bad defense. And then all of a sudden in the playoffs, when the defense got this Bengals team back on track in a in in that game when I was, I was streaming from Lou Molinati's and they were losing uh, – what, the Chiefs, right? They were losing in that game. The defense got them back in it. And then everybody started talking about the defense. Kind of an underrated defense. I think people will talk about the Bears' defense that way by the end of the season. It's not like they're going to be the number five, number four, number... I'm not saying that. But I think at the end of the day, we don't know what the defense, even without improvements, was capable of because they were tired out. They were they were constantly on the field. And they've added new components to it. And I'm, I'm, I'm just... I can't wait for it because... I'll tell you right now, that Bengals pushback was so hardcore, and, and I, it's so hard for people to remember how badly everyone and their mother doubted the Bengals and how they could bounce back based on just the little improvements that were made. And all the hate I got. Remember when Hugh Jackson, the former Browns coach, came on the show and was clowning me on my own show for saying that Jamar Chase would help protect Burrow more than drafting Penny Sewell. And he said, no, you can't, Smitty, on my own show. You can't protect. You're telling me that a wide receiver is going to protect Joe Burrow? Yes, coach, I am. And he did. And he stretched the field. And we saw improvements, leaps and bounds off that alone. Fields is going to be magnificent. And if you're not on this train right now, I'm taking away your Justin Fields card. Every single one of you doubters out there, and you're not getting it back. You're not. This train is full. We're conducting this bad boy all the way to the uh, uh, Saturn, the rings around your fields. He's going to Saturn. He's going to Saturn. Uh, so, Smitty, first of all, first of all, hey, can you let, let Okafer respond? everything's been said and then what i'd like to hear from you because i have my perception on it 
I w- I'd like to hear you go Detroit, Chicago by position to say who's better in what position. If you could do that, if okay, you don't re- want to do this, fine. Real quickly, can I can I please go to Okafor? Uh, just call back because you yeah. called called him out. He had hung up. Okafor, hold on one second because Mar <laughs> Mars man. Marsman Rockout is on the line, and I want to give him a chance to use his Marsman card and get right to the front of the line. Rockout. What's up, Matty? Hello. What's up, Rockout? Yeah, I think uh, Fields can probably have like 3,500, 3,800 yards passing and around 13, 15 uh, rushing, and that will make him like our cheat code in fancy football this coming code. year. Just smash. Yeah. Uh, you know, 1,500 yards is hard to imagine, but I think 1,000, again, more efficient, you know, rushing. Like, higher yards per carry, wide open 15, 20-yard rushing lanes because DJ Moore and Mooney and Komet and, and this entire offense is stretching the field. Tyler Tyler Scott, like Ron said, maybe he becomes a, a, a big factor. Uh, this whole team is just in crafty fashion just waiting to prove everyone wrong. And, and Fields could rush for 1,100, 1,200 yards in a less dangerous fashion and throw for 3,800 yards. And I do believe within two years, he will throw for 4,000 and run for 1,000. And everyone and their mother will be taking Fields inside the top three QBs next year because he had such a big explosion in 2023. And no, there'll be crickets everywhere. Hey, who was it that said that Fields wouldn't do it? Who is it that kept saying and demanding in my six quarterback ranking live stream that that I should have Hurts above Fields? Smitty, that's crazy to not have Hurts above Fields. I don't have Hurts. I'm sorry, Hurts. Herbert. Herbert above Fields. I don't have Herbert in my top six. And I can't move Fields or or T-Law out. Doesn't mean I don't love Herbert, but Herbert, there's no room. Herbert, go prove it. Fields proved it in my mind. Way more than Herbert proved it last year. And Fields is going to win leagues. Herbert's good. Herbert's good. And I don't mind the value if you miss out on the Fields parachute that is sitting in round five for you. If you missed out on Burrow in round four, this parachute is sitting there in round five. The T-Law parachute sitting there in round six. Uh, Rock out. I can't agree more. Okafer, what is your response to all the glory that's been spat out on Justin Fields over the last 10 minutes. Hey, Smitty, I hope you're right. All, all I'll say is this, right? It's, there's, there's some players that I see it enough from. Like, they have potential, but sometimes you need to see it. Justin Fields, as far as I know, throw out what I've what I seen in the NFL, but he has an arm, as far as I know, from college. And the man can run. It's not like an elusive kind of running, like not like Lamar, where you like kind of like duck and dodge and avoid tackles, but he's kind of like a, a NASCAR, you know, which is a little bit more dangerous, but, but that's cool. Um, uh, all I'm saying, like, I, I didn't need, I saw enough from her. So that when AJ Brown got it, and I said, okay, that's over the top. That, that's enough for me. Feels, I just, I just got to see, I, I got to see the pass. It, it was the, the, the pass. I know, I know. He had nobody to throw to, apparently, but there's, there's some lows that you hit that are just so low. It's just like, 
I, I got to see you do it first. Like, yeah, you know, you're 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 a you're a cautious ca- you're a cautious Caleb, and and I understand <laughs> we need we need enough cautious Caleb's to keep his ADP at, at bay. But what you're literally saying to me is you have to see it happen, Captain Obvious, in order for you to believe. And and I can't I can't talk you into it for I, I, for everything for I've fear. said already. Just, you don't believe it because you haven't seen it. You're a you don't believe in Santa Claus. You don't believe in the Easter Bunny. You don't believe in anything you can't see. You probably did when you were four years old. You're a very cautious Caleb, very very cautious. And you're 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 an architect, right? Or, or engineer. You're an engineer. You need to see it working before you can have it you can implement it i understand where you're coming from and i'm not going to argue with you anymore on it because i understand who you are you need to see it and that's okay i'm going to show it to you in 2024 we're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to get together on this and you're going to take fields we're going to uh sing kumbaya and you're going to win your fantasy league in 2024 in 2023 watch how it's done okafor fields is going to smash maybe you like burrow and four and you can win that way and watch this one from afar but I promise you, Okafor, you got you gotta you gotta look at the details. You can't just look at a, a statistic that is on paper or listen to regurgitated horse crap on how he was inaccurate or running for his life when nothing is same is the same. The variables are all changed, and the 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 meat of this situation is in the the upside and what we have seen. The the details are are right in front of your face. You just gotta. I think identify them and read it properly. Hold on one second. Thomas says in this, Yo Smitty, Superflex, tight end premium, startup. I have Bijan, Algier, K9, Charbonnet. Okay, so great job cuffing those two situations. Uh, tight end Schultz and Laporta. Love that in a tight end premium. QB is Love and Goff and Hooker. Oh, this is that one draft where you, you Superflex and you waited until the later rounds. So you got Laporta, you got Love, Goff, Hennon Hooker, need two choices. QBs are Mike White, tight end, Shoemaker, uh, or running back Herbert, Penny, P. Ryan, Foreman. Um, I, I'd probably say Khalil Herbert. I wish I had some more wide receiver options. Mike White's interesting, but I wonder if he'll fall a little bit later to you. And, and I, I do like your QBs enough that I'm not forcing that quarterback situation that I think is fun and promising at the end of a draft but like is tank dell available before we start going in this direction is you know what other wide receivers are there herbert feels like the guy i'd pick p ryan's very interesting as well you seem pretty good at at uh, wide receiver so i'm interested in the wide receiver plays uh but but like a tank dell would very much be a, a player i'd want but herbert is probably the one player i would go there chat can you help out thomas and drop who you would take in that situation but nice job getting Charbonnet and Walker, Bijan and Algier, and having, I think he has Garrett Wilson and Christian Watson at wide receiver, if I remember correctly, Laporta at tight end in this tight end premium, and the Hendon Hooker to back up Goff. Very, very good Dynasty Superflex build. I like it. It's crafty. Jordan Love content is coming and on the way, so you're going to love that content, Thomas. Don't trade Jordan Love on the cheap. Appreciate you dropping that super chat. Uh, Peeker, appreciate you dropping your super chat. Decker dropped and yours thomas thank you again overcome navage nate uh nate n dropping the uh uh the 20 dollar hauler russian dropping a 20 dollar hauler overcome eric with the k and, and decker dropping that first super chat of of the day let's roll on over to uh let's see ron navy what else you got 
Yeah, well, I wanted to go back on the – you were you, talking about stacks and, you know, you're not into stacks and all that. I think stacks are more important in, like, BB4, your your big your big, um, your big big tournaments with hundreds and thousands of players. I think when you're talking, like, 5,000 or less, um, then stacks don't matter as much because you're in a lower, lower field there. So um, – and then, of course, in Dynasty and, 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 and uh, um, Redraft, stacks aren't as important. But in your bigger leagues, like your, your, your Puppy 2, the 150,000, you know, which you had 200,000 people and, and all that, I think stacks are very important. I think they are. But, again, I just think that when someone says you got to have Burrow and Chase and not Hertz and Chase, it doesn't compute for me. I think the data is going to support that. Because who's to say Hertz isn't outscoring Burrow in all three of the fantasy football playoff weeks? And, and and when someone says if they've got Chase and Burrow and you've got Hertz and Chase, you can't beat that player. And I don't agree. I, I just I don't think that people have looked at the data from all sides. You what? You don't have to stack every single player. I know. You don't have to stack every single player. You, I mean, you know, I don't agree with that either. I think... Uh, a naked standalone hurts is fine or, or whatever, and you don't need to stack them uh, um, sometimes. But I think you need some stacks right. overall in your bigger tournament. I like and sidecar. That's, that's just I like sidecar stacks, which I call them, like Tony and Sky Moore. You know, that way you're getting that the rotation yeah. going. I, I love yeah. uh, I love like a Hertz and, and Swift, and I know you don't like Swift. I like... Um, I like all kinds of those like different, you know, stackings or, or the pairings. I, I, I really, really very much love the Tony Skymore Rasheed Rice uh three stack and sometimes they even go Justin Ross. And I know you like Richie James too, Ron. But having in a best ball, which that seems crazy to somebody, having what I believe to be unless Hopkins lands in, in KC and I'm willing to take that gamble in a couple of these leagues. I'm not doing this in every draft. I'm not fortunate to draft all that in, in every draft. you got to be in the right ADP uh, territory to even pull it off. But I believe that if you have Tony Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore and even Justin Ross in a in an eighteen man, even more so in the big boards. If you know you could deploy that if they come out with another twenty round best ball draft. Um, if you get all three or four of those guys, you're and they don't draft Hop or they don't uh, 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 sign Hopkins, you're literally guaranteed, in my opinion, like an eighty yard and a touchdown receiver almost every single week. And in best ball optimal lineups, underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. That KC wide receiver, I don't care how good Kelsey is. Mahomes throws a lot. We don't need to worry about this wide receiver beating out Kelsey. You have the trio of KC wide receivers. You're guaranteed probably 80 yards and a touchdown from one of them every single week. And it's such an amazing wide receiver three. I absolutely love Tony Skymore, Rasheed Rice, and best ball. I just think it's a, a phenomenal way to go, especially when you have eight you know, wide receivers, nine wide receivers, and you draft two really good wide receiver ones and twos, you can afford to have all those players. And then you get a very secure Tank Dell and another player that you like. Like a, I like the Dotson Curtis Samuel stack. That's a really fun stack. I find myself stacking like that way more than I find myself going, I'm going to take Burrow at 3.1 instead of Hurts 
you know, instead of diversifying, like we always say to try and do and get a combination of all the guys we like versus just repeating and rinsing and repeating. But I also love rinsing and repeating on something that I know that I'm willing to live and die by. Fall on the sword, fall on the cane. And I'd fall on the cane with Gibbs in round four, with Burrow in round four, with uh, Fields in round five, with T-Law in round six. Those are my, I will draft them every single time, be damned. And if I lose, I lose. I'm more more willing to smash because I have so many teams with the combination. I'm going to get it just perfect and right. And it doesn't scare me that Brees Hall tore his ACL last year and I had a lot of my eggs in the Brees Hall basket because we still drafted fire backups like Walker, who some people cut, and, and Pierce, who a lot of people cut, Damian Pierce. Like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, let's go over to Russian collusion yep. again real Part quick. I mean, we always do. We're going to have players that get injured and players that – you know, that are going to make us sad for sure. Got him. So, but that's part of it. Smitty, I sent, I sent you a couple IG pictures that I wanted to uh, show you about the sticker. The only thing I, I love the sticker because I put it on my Jeep, and it's probably the only one you'll see in New York State. So I'm advertising your show on, in New York State. And um, a little little underhanded, com- <laughs> little underhanded compliment there by by Russian. Definitely the only yeah, bumper stick. Definitely the only vehicle with your show on it in New York. <laughs> well, I, you don't know I've that. Seen one. You don't know well, that Russian. One, I got so. these. I got these stickers for sale on my merch store. You don't know. So someone might have bought it. I've never is- seen one. Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, Russian, I'm looking. I'm looking. Can you can you send me another DM to bump it? I don't see your DM here. Let me see. Oh, there it is. Russian no, collusion. No, it's an, I, I, uh, it's an Instagram. I'm looking. I don't see it. And send it to me again. I don't. I don't see it. I, I'm looking for the. I got your message open right now. Really? What part of New York you? Your first one ever, Smitty. <laughs> Listen, I, I If I told you, you'd never know where it is. I live in Westernville, New York. You know what it is? You know where Warren, Pennsylvania? This is the first time yeah, I do. stickers ever been on a vehicle. <laughs> collusion. Hey, collusion. I'm ref- I'm, I'm refreshing right now. I don't see it hit, uh, hit some. Maybe it's it's sending. Maybe you're so far up north, upstate, that it's taken a little extra time to reach us. Maybe you're right. Well, Maybe you well, live in Buffalo, well, where people don't consider that even in in New York. Yep, you're you're right. I got um, I got family from Buffalo, so that's why Josh Allen is you know has a little soft spot in my heart. Um, got got a little my map station. Yeah, I got a little little bit of of Buffalo Bill blood in me. Um, But but uh, I'm looking for it. I'll keep refreshing. Oh, there, uh, scent. I still don't see it. I see a scent. Look at Russian. Send the photos again. Because all I. All I got is this. Look, look, I'll show you on screen. It says sent, and above that is a news clipping. A news clipping? Yeah. It says uh, Dawson Knox, and then the the next thing I have is sent. There's nothing in between. Really? 
Maybe send it one more time. Maybe the fo- the photos right. might have like a red like didn't send question mark or something like that. Just resend them. Uh, Peeker, I appreciate your super chat earlier, and he said one QB two keeper league question. Bijan and Tyreek are my favorite two options at one point one. Cup and Barkley are my keepers. Oh, I misread this. I think, but obviously Bijan's the number one overall player in fantasy football, unless you're talking about a three wide receiver mandatory and you can only start two running backs and you can't start three running backs at all, like on a flex, then then it's like Jamar Chase for me or JJ. But Bijan, if that's the question here, and then if I'm ranking them all just to cover all my bases, Peeker. Peeker, are you still here? To cover all my bases, if I'm reading this question wrong, Bijan, tear break. Then I'd say like Barkley, Tyreek are close depending on if you're in win now mode, you know, because I don't know that Tyreek has like four years left or anything like that. Barkley's got two or three years left, I suppose. Cooper Cup's got the one to two years left with the concern, but I can understand going after him, you know, even though I have some cautionary, you know, messages attached to Cooper Cup this year, turning turning 30, what, two days ago? Uh, Philly man says, I don't even like, look at this message here. Look at this beautiful number right here. I don't even like or hate him. Talking about Justin Fields. I just don't know how anybody can believe in Chicago, the Chicago offense, regardless of who is on the team. History tells you Chicago never has a top elite offense. Yeah, heard that story last couple couple years ago about the Bengals. They're the Bengals. They're the Bengals. The Jets are the Jets. Let's apply that to all our thinking, Philly, because things don't change. Things don't change, Philly. Bro fist because I do appreciate you, Philly. But you got everybody takes laps. I I, I don't understand so, that that thinking though. Smitty, I, I sent this to the old text message line, the three three one. Uh, I don't, I don't know what it didn't. I'm only on WhatsApp, so I don't have a text line other than on WhatsApp right now. Can you email them to? Can you email them to me? Smitty at Yeah, I will. Okay. I will. Do it right now. I want to put it up. I want to put but I want to put it up uh, right now. I want to put it up right now. Oh, you do? Yeah. Can you can you e- email it to me? I don't, I don't have I don't have WhatsApp. Um but anyways, I want to talk a little bit about um cuz you say Chicago's going to win the division. And real quickly, I want I want, I want to compare um running backs, wide receivers, and see who has actually the best team when we think about it through okay. that. And I, and, okay. and I believe, personally, quarterback is going to be Fields this year, right? I think running backs is going to be Detroit. Wide receivers will be Detroit. Okay. Tight ends, I got to give it to Chicago. I mean, I, I, I like the rookie, but it's a rookie, right? Um, defense, I got to give to Detroit. Offensive line, I got to give to Detroit. So, when you think about that aspect of it, what do you think about um, the division winner now? Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of things that we can consider. Like I said, that the the Bears are going to improve upon, and it's easy to use last year's data and stats and offensive line production and defensive, you know. Uh, production and to say, oh, this is the picture I want to paint about the Chicago Bear defense when we don't know what it's going to look like, uh, some total with all the changes going on. So let, let me get that one second. Bengals are far from better than the Bears MC. We heard this about the so-and-so is better than the Bengals. 
when I said the Bengals. So, like, it's just the same song and dance. MCDC, appreciate you, but this is why it's a bold take. This is why it's fun to talk about and ruffle a lot of feathers, not just to throw mud at the wall. I really believe what I'm saying, but it is fun to watch a lot of the same reactions. It's like rinsing and repeating. It's just history telling telling the same story. These, If you literally replace Bengals are far better than the Bears with my comments about whatever I said, being the Bengals, it's the same, it's the same line. It's the same line. It, and, and, and this goes to show, like, actually, let me put that back up. This goes to show when I went, like I tell the story a lot, I went into a, and I forget who it is. If you're watching right now, please call in. I forget. I always forget who it was. There was a, an avid, uh, better that, that had some clubhouse betting rooms where they go in and there'd be like 40, 50 bettors in there. They bet everything, basketball, football, baseball. They, they, they weren't specific to football. They're literally in there going, anybody have a bet tonight? And they'd sit on there. They still are there in Clubhouse. They're always in Clubhouse in the audio room. 40 or 50 of them. 40 or 50 of them. And I went in there, and I'll tell the story real quickly for those that have heard it. I went in there, and I, I raised my hand to speak, and there's about 40, 50 bettors in there. Just avid, like gambleholics like there's a whole bunch of people in there and i raised my hand and then i answered they answered and they said smitty go ahead and you know one or two people knew who i was a lot of people didn't and i just asked them the question i said why don't you guys play fantasy sports it would enhance your ability to make good bets far more than you guys think and they go ah time for fantasy i'm like fantasy is a predictive game you're predicting what's going to happen uh, 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 a better doesn't necessarily look at what's in the front, the in, in the in the in the future, what's ahead of the curve. They look at what happened last week, what happened last season, and so I said, if you get yourself into a predictive mindset and you keep tabs on teams in different ways of improving offensive line, like a collusion, what you just alluded to. What is the Bears' offensive line going to look like with all the improvements? What's the defense really going to look like now that they can move the football down the field and have good field position? All those things factor into a the Bengals are going to win the division. And they said, what? What? I can't tell you how stupid I sounded to that entire room when I said the Bengals are winning the division. I got laughed at. There were people laughing for like a minute straight. I couldn't even talk. I'm like, hold on, hear me out. No one would let me speak. One guy. One guy took my advice, dropped a, a large sum of money on the Bengals to win the division, and he made out like a king in that entire chat room. They still talk about it. He said that it's like a legend, like a legend of Smitty conversation that they have all the time about, remember when Smitty came in and told us to put all that money on the Bengals and they won the division? This guy rolled it into the Super Bowl win and lost it all. <laughs> but his story's magnificent. And this reminds me of that because there's a lot of negativity and pushback on this Bears prediction, but it's it's the same story on repeat. It really is. And I appreciate you, MCDC, but you just got to sometimes, you know, try and predict ahead of the curve and you can hate the, the Bears all you want and you can pretend that history is going to repeat itself, but these things happen, the changes, the Jets are not the Jets anymore. The Jets are not the Jets anymore. They have arguably the best defense in the National Football League, and I believe Aaron Rodgers is going to fine-tune that defense as much as the defense and Sauce Gardner are going to fine-tune Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to better each other every day in practice. And this super chat by Grant dropping a $10 wad, $10 sends you 
uh, to the moon. My friends and I do an early 10-team PPR league every year, and I have Fields, Ramondre, J.K., uh, Tyree, Garrett Wilson, Alave, Hawkinson, Dallas, defense, Tucker, kicker, ha-ha, going to sweep it. Love the team, pal. Love the team. Uh, maybe try and get yourself into a... Uh, Maybe a, a little bit safer running back, too. I like J.K. He's holding out right now. I don't know if you can go after a doubted Walker. Go get Charbonnet somehow. Love the team. Great job. Thank you for the $10 hauler. And let's get on over to... Thank you, Peeker. Let me know if you have uh, a, a follow-up. Let's get on over to the... Um, Fields just isn't as good as Joe Burrow. Only problem with that take. Said the guy... Two years ago about Joe Burrow. You're proving my point, Garrett. Garrett, Garrett's the highest super chatter of the year in a single live stream, dropping a $600 super chat. Everybody drop the gorilla and eggplant emoji, $600. That is Garrett's $600 super chat. And we're waiting for the day that someone passes Garrett up and takes over his emoji and they get to have whatever emoji they want with their name on it or their avatar or whatever. So, Garrett to the moon. To the moon. Um, Garrett and I don't always agree, that's for sure, but I respect the hell out of them and I appreciate the Super Chats. Okay, so here is my take, and I'll try and roll through this. I might not hit every point that you want, but if I'm looking at this division, and I, and I factor all this into my thinking, so it's not nothing's going to change by me working through this. I mean, I, I feel the way I feel because I've already looked at it in tremendous detail. But I, I would say, like, like I said, the Bears and the Lions are going to be in a dogfight for the division win. The Green Bay Packers are going to actually be closer to that, you know, territory than people think. And the Vikings aren't just going to go away. Like, I, I respect what Ron Navy and a lot of people say about Kirk Cousins and the fact that the offense will still pass and be very, very good. But someone's got to win the division. And, and just because the Vikings don't win doesn't mean they won't have a productive, nice, you know, college effort, good college try, trying to get to the top of this division. But I think the schedule for the Vikings mixed with the, the the mixed feelings I have for Cousins doesn't mean I don't like Cousins, doesn't mean I don't understand what Ron's saying, doesn't mean that I don't get that Addison does add a nice little dynamic to the equation for Cousins. But this is a team that just in my gut, and again, this is something that you can't take away from somebody is the gut instinct because you know the schedule is a part of you know the factual piece of the argument, but... I just have a gut feeling that this is Cousins' last year. And if that's the case and they don't want to bring him back, that means he's going to have kind of a questionable up and down year. I just feel like based on schedule, based on my belief in Cousins being, you know, able to maintain the level of play he, he's been at the last, you know, I know Ron's going to say he's amazing every year. I, I just don't have a gut feeling that he's going to be able to live up to the hype and the expectations given the schedule. And not just not to mention it doesn't matter. They're gonna they could have a good year. They could have 10, 11 wins. Doesn't mean they're not gonna have a good year. It's just not gonna best, in my opinion, Chicago or Detroit, which will be a dogfight. And if we're talking quarterback, it's clear as day fields because he's in my top five or six overall that's going to smash this entire division in terms of fantasy football quarterback output. If we're talking running backs, it's a it's a clear as day. No contest. Uh, effort by the Detroit Lions who have the offensive line and the running back that I think is going to be a top 10 running back as a rookie in Jameer Gibbs. I think Bijan finishes as the number one overall running back in fantasy football. And I think that this man right here, Jameer Gibbs in this Detroit Lion offense is going to be a top 
six, top five to ten, top five to ten running back in 2023 as a rookie. This running back room mixed with the offensive line is going to be just amazing. The second best running crew in in the division is going to be a toss up between the Vikings. Just a matter of if Madison stays healthy. Um, and Aaron Jones, if he stays healthy. And, you know, Aaron Jones and, and Dylan together are a nice combination. And I love Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love's going to have a really, really good year to the point where we're having conversations about could the Packers actually climb into the, the top spot? And I think they fall short because these two uh, teams, the Lions and the Bears, are just so good. And sometimes it's not a matter of hating on a team. It's just a matter of I like this team better. And I honestly think this is going to be the most competitive division from top to bottom with each other in the entire NFC because all of these teams are capable of winning the division. Whereas in every division, you kind of have a team that you doubt can win the division. Like New England, you know, in, in the AFC up against three monster squads in the Miami Dolphins, the Jets, and the Buffalo Bills. No matter how strong a division looks, and even though the the AFC might have teams that are much heavier hitters in their divisions and have a stronger division overall, this is the most competitive division where I feel like, technically speaking, you could have all three of the NFC wildcard teams in this division. It's that competitive of, of a division. As far as wide receiver rooms... I would say you just can't, it's hard to evaluate because um, you have, obviously JJ and Addison are going to blow away everybody. That's the number one wide receiver room across the board. But when it comes to the number two, like how do you, how do you quantify Gibbs as a receiver or a running back in terms of receptions and St. Brown and Jamison coming back versus uh, Christian Watson and Aaron Jones catching passes. I mean, ultimately, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions, the what I believe to be the best offense of the two, the team that's going to potentially have the ability to win the division. And so I'm going to roll with Detroit having the second best wide receiver room. I think Jefferson and Addison are the clear number one. Um, which means Cousins could have a good statistical year. Doesn't mean that that's going to equate to them being the division winner. It could be they're playing from behind and throwing a lot. Does mean that Cousins could have a good number uh, season in terms of passing yards. Does that absolutely equate to good touchdown and, and, and interception production? Not necessarily. So there's that component there. I think Jordan Love is the second... No, the third best quarterback. But I mean, Go- look, Goff and, and Love... I think it's going to be, they're going to teeter-totter back and forth. And I know Ron's going to flip out in a minute. Ron, I'll give you the floor in a minute. And I know you're going to say Cousins is this. Cousins has done this for so many years. But that's what the beauty of fantasy football is predicting <laughs> downfalls, having gut instincts for players not necessarily being the same from year to year. And that's my prediction for Cousins. My prediction for Cousins mirrors the downfall a little bit of of, of Matt Ryan. I got blasted for saying Ryan would downfall. Ryan downfalled. And, and he was very much predicted to be an amazing quarterback the year he tanked and started to fall apart. I, I would say that Fields head and shoulders above everybody. Minnesota wide receiver room. Not head and shoulders, but definitely you know, the number one, I think the Lions are going to be hard, like I said, to quantify and compare against because of the running backs catching passes. Laporta is going to be very underrated in Detroit. Um, Green Bay, I, I, I'm so excited about Green Bay. I'm excited about Jordan Love. I'm excited about um, Christian Watson. I think Jordan Love is going to be a league winner 
in some senses in Superflex, and he's going to be a crafty combination quarterback with your starter to the point where at the end of the year, you might be shoving Jordan Love into your lineup even though you drafted uh, a quarterback that you drafted higher. Who's this? This is uh, Thomas. Um, I super chatted earlier about my team. I just wanted to call you in real quick and just give you Thomas, I'm in the middle of a take. Hang tight, Thomas. Hang tight. I'm coming right to you. Coming What's right up? to you. So, all right. All right. Yeah, no, don't don't hang up or leave or anything like that. I'm not. I'm not mad at you. Just I always tight. call in the middle of a bad time. I'm just on break. My bad. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Hang tight. I'll come right to you. I know you're on break. I'll, I'll hang, right. hang tight. Don't go all anywhere. Right. Collusion. Did that answer your question in a nutshell? I know I'm all over the place, but it's hard to really compare some of these situations, and it's really hard to no, say that Minnesota's. Smitty, you're, you're Smitty, You're right on, and you know what. This is a great take for every division, if you think about it. What you just did was like a show. I mean, that's what that's. I think that was awesome. What you just did. Okay, I'll, I'll do that for I'll do that for every division in a standalone show. I'll break down every division in a standalone show. That's a really good idea. A collusion. Hang tight. Let's go to Thomas before he's got a clock. Let's go to Thomas real quick before he's got a clock back in. Then I'm sure Ron Navy wants to complain about my cousin's take. Thomas, go. Hi, what up, Smitty? So um, I was just going to read off my team real quick that I've been talking about you. Uh, so I got Jared Goff. Um, I got Head and Hooker, Jordan Love. Then I got Bijan Robinson, Kenneth Walker, um, Tyler Algier, and um, Acharbonnet. And then wide receivers, I got Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Jalen Hyatt. Um, I got Alan Lazard, uh, Tank Dell, and I got Michael Wilson. And then I already took fifty. And then I already took fifty laps because I took Michael Thomas. But it just felt in the right round that I needed some hey, kind of vet. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind that in in the right context. I'm just saying for anybody that comes in and says Michael Thomas is the number one wide receiver, that's when you get sent on laps. Like, do do I think there's a shot he has 900 yards and five six touchdowns, or even a thousand yards and five touchdowns? I mean, it's certainly possible. But you know what I'm saying. It just depends on what we're the context and the context you're talking about. I don't care about taking Michael Thomas, but that's a good team, bro. It's a good team. I like what you did. It's unique. I don't advise it in every certain every scenario. You know, I don't. I don't advise ignoring quarterback and super flex like that every time. I certainly love Trevor Lawrence if you can get him. But if you get screwed out of quarterback, you're drafting from the 12 or the 11 spot, and you don't want to force a Danny Dimes, then I don't blame you. I love what you did. You did I feel, the best. I just feel like my team is super young. Super young. Yeah, but um, I, and the real question, um, real quick question. I'm I'm going to be on the clock in one pick, and I got back to back. I know I maybe I need a quarterback. I need another wide or running back, a uh, quarterback. There's some wide receivers. All uh, right, yeah, we we heard you. Who are the we heard you on the running backs? Khalil Herbert. You got Mike White. I, I'm I'm liking Khalil Herbert. Yeah. I like Mike White later. I don't know if he'll fall, but I like him later. Who who are the wide receivers available? We got Brandon Cooks, we got Jacoby Myers, we got Wandell Robinson, Odell Beckham, uh, oh. we got Boutte, we got Nick Collins, we got Boyd, Boyd's we got Thielen, Claypool, Chark, Gallup, Isaiah Jones, Kay Osborne, we got Thornton, Renfo, Shakira, Jay Palmer. Shakira. Uh, we got Ross. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Justin Ross? Um, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. I would say... 
I would say. I just feel I need another RB, and there's like really, hey, I don't know what's in the. Is Taysom Hill there? I'm sorry, go ahead. Is Taysom Hill there? Uh, uh, Taysom Hill, yeah, he's way down there. The... Okay, keep an eye on him because, oh, like, that could be your. That, yeah, look, hey, sure. if he comes becomes a quarterback, which I don't know if you saw my Taysom Hill video right before this show, bro. You're walking straight into a championship in a super flex league. For as long as ESPN or whatever platform you're drafting on doesn't fold like a chair and allows it, Taysom Hill's being used all over the field. So I, I definitely would consider Taysom Hill, you know, before you get to a dangerous point where he gets sniped. This is a tight end premium league, dude. This guy's running out there as a wide receiver, running back, quarterback. They're using him at quarterback. They're using him at quarterback. You remember last year they said he's no longer a quarterback? And and so Taysom Hill would kind of come and go, and we didn't really know, you know, what Taysom Hill was going to be or do. And he kind of like was good at times last year, but it was a lot of waiting and nothing happening. But we knew what the upside was, and it was totally worth holding on to him. This year's different. They're using him at all on all, at all facets, and and he's going to be a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a fullback, a tight end. He's going to be all over the field. So scoop him up in a tight end premium. I go Khalil, and then, I don't know, uh, guys on the phone line, who do you think you should go at wide receiver? You know, I guess I would look to see, I mean, Ron, Ron's got, Tyler Scott would be interesting later, but, uh, like, Ron likes him. I, I think, um, I think Khalil Herbert and, you know, Stetson Bennett is somebody I keep an eye on in, in L.A. He could be the starter by midseason. Just keep Alrighty. Um, I'm just a few. Okay, Cleo Herbert's the next up on the list, and there's one person ahead of me. I'm not sure if he's going to grab an RB, but uh, I don't know if there's any other ones I can look at because, I, like I said, I only have the four RBs, or should I just wait since I have two handcuffs? I mean, I like I said, I like Cleo Herbert. He's my top ranked guy. Um, All right. And no, I agree, but if he goes, there's one person ahead of me. Who, who are the other RBs? So you got Penny, Singletary, Foreman, Elliot, Warren, um, Clyde, Elliot. Warren's not. I'm bad. sorry, C E H. Oh, I've got Tucker, Ford, Gray, Hubbard, Wilson, Gainwell, Mostert, Evan Hall. Um, Jalen's not bad. Jalen Warren. I mean, like he, he, I could see him being really relevant, even if he doesn't like capture the starting job through injury or something. I still could see him being relevant. That's not bad. But, you know, Mike White is certainly interesting. Uh, name the top six quarterbacks. And then and then I got to move on. And you got to get back to work. All right, I, um, You're going to get in trouble. And so it's um, like Bennett, uh, Sam Darnold, Mike White, Zappi, Menchu, and Brissett. I kind of like, I kind of like Stetson Bennett. He's the number one ranked quarterback, Stetson Bennett. I spent him. I bet he's up top. Yeah, he's the next. Yeah, I don't up, think you can he, wait yeah, then. I, I'd take you know if it was me, I'd take Khalil Herbert and Stetson Bennett. I'd take Taysom a little bit downstream. I just like Stetson Bennett a lot. I, there's real promise there in in, in L. A. But Jalen Warren's probably the next best running back if you've got to go RB. All right. Yeah, that that would be my take. Uh, appreciate you, Thomas. Get All back right, to me, work, I appreciate pal. Appreciate it. Right on. All right, later. Uh, let's All go right, over to me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Let's go over to Ron Navy and then the Patrick. All righty. There we go. Finally. There we go. Ron, Ron's going like this. <laughs> Kirk Cousins 
Get off my lawn. Why do you minimize me like that? I'm not. Ron, you're you have <laughs> you have a deep uh deep reach when it comes to uh Here's the thing. Everybody you're you're all talking about Minnesota and their Tuscas. They all gotta play Kansas City. Which one which one does any of them beat Kansas City? Does any of them beat Mahomes? I think uh, uh, Minnesota has the best chance to beat Kansas City. Now I want I want you all coming in here once Minnesota gets Philly in Minnesota and beats them and gets San Francisco and beats them. Then we'll see how you all talk about about the Vikings. But they all got to play each other two times in that division. And it doesn't matter what their record is. is it, I mean, Minnesota... Minnesota going to beat Green Bay twice. They're going to beat Chicago twice. And they'll probably split with Detroit. Mm-hmm. And so is you're, collusion you're still much, on here? You're, yeah, you're pretty much saying the division is very weak. I'm saying what? I, I, I think I, I, I think there, I think what you're saying is the division's very really weak, and it's not. When you look at Detroit, I, I understand Green Bay. Everybody's <laughs> saying, well, Minnesota has a tough schedule and all this, but they all have tough schedules. They all got to play each other, and they all got to play Kansas City. And, you know, they got they got tough teams they got to play. They all got to play. Ron, uh, what, Ron last, year, last year, what does 29-14 represent to you? The first game in the season, or was it the second game in the season? No, that is the interception percentage or interceptions to touchdowns that your quarterback threw last year. So he almost threw fifty percent of his touchdowns were interceptions. Fifty percent of his the interceptions. Yeah. He was the number. He, he was the number. He means his, ra- his rate. He had twenty nine intercept or twenty nine touchdowns, fourteen interceptions last year. He's saying he declining. Yeah, so. Declining. So what? So, so what did golf have? So what? Golf. Don't do that to me, Ron. It's Goff. I'm finally finally what? remembering his name's Goff and not Golf. Ron's <laughs> screwing me up. Golf have? Well, well, well we already know that. You looked up Cousin Stacks. You don't know. You've been talking about Detroit all this time. You don't know Golf Stacks? Goff. What, what, what did Golf have? I'm asking you. You should know it. Rate like that. He had a 92. So golf had a 92 no, on, the, on the first nine. Huh? What do you have? Golf had a golf had a ninety two on the first nine. Oh, gee, <laughs> that's terrible. But, you're talking, but everybody's talking about Fields. He is so in, inaccurate, and he only he only. I'm not talking 11. about Fields. I, I've I've actually talked about Fields all all day long. So, so yeah. my question is: you come, you say Cousins, and you bring up stats on Cousins. 
but you're also big on Detroit, and you're talking all this Detroit stuff, but you don't even know golf, golf stats when I ask you. So, so, so you're kind of biased there, brother. Put Jared Goff had 22 touchdowns. When you don't even right. know golf stuff, looking it up. Fine. Somebody's, somebody's already got the information. Jared you know Goff had 29 in touchdowns and seven interceptions. Oh, what do you know? I was born at Dunkirk. Can you repeat that? 29 and 7. Hello? Hi, Patrick. Hi, the Patrick. Hello. Got to buy a jersey. Hey, let's just let's let it let's let it lie here, okay? Because I I, we do this golf, and I don't mind it. Golf and and cousins, the the debates are fun. I'm not like tired of them or anything necessarily, but let's move oh, on. Let's let, let's move on on the on this content. Let's yeah, go yeah. let's go around the horn, and we'll go to the Patrick to start off a new conversation, and let's just leave it at this. Um, Ron, Ron oh, cu- cousins could absolutely prove me wrong, and I'm not necessarily calling him a total bust. I'm just saying he's gonna, in my opinion, start to. Uh, I guess lesson and 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 put in my opinion the Vikings quarterback room in some major question mark territory walking into 2024 and that and that, and that in my mind makes Jamar Chase the slam dunk number one overall you know PPR draft selection and I probably say because JJ's quarterback room is uncertain I might put Bijan in dynasty number two and JJ number three. And I don't think I'm alone in that. Now, if Goff, or Goff, if uh, if Cousins has an amazing year and I'm wrong, and I eat my words, and I'll come in here, Ron, just remind me to say it, because I'll probably forget. I'll come in and say Cousins had a much better year than I thought. Take a lap, Smitty. They sign him to another deal. They want to retain him and keep him. Uh, then, J- then JJ's long-term value becomes secured and safe and everything. But right now... I've got to. I've got to admit. Like I know, good wide receivers can survive in questionable quarterback situations, and I do believe they try and bring somebody in via aggressive trading, whatever. And JJ is not a hard sell for a quarterback, you know, in term, terms of wanting to play and throw to JJ. And Minnesota's got a pretty decent shop. It's not like they're they'd be like completely rebuilding. I I just. I don't know. I, I just I can understand the cousins perspective Ron has, and I, I very much understand it, and I don't hate it, and I don't think Ron, Ron's wrong. I just think that I know Ron gets aggressive with it because he wants to defend cousins, and I appreciate him defending all the underdog quarterbacks. It makes me feel good about you know your boy Smitty is still an underdog in this industry. That's why Ron is so passionate about supporting it and being there. And a part of me wonders if Ron's going to leave me when we're big and huge and we got a hundred k followers. I'm no use to Ron anymore because he's Robin Hood. He fights for the little guy. Um, but I understand where Ron's coming from. But I don't. I think Ron. There's, there's got to be some open-mindedness on your side to say, hey, you know, Cousins does, does have some data that goes against, you know, the 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 expected no matter what dude's going to thrive stance. You know, like I think there is some question marks on the data. There's a lot of like, hey, in the fourth quarter when it's raining, he's horrible. <laughs> or or when he plays a good top 10 defense, he folds like a chair. There, there's, there's all kinds of arguments that you got to at least say, okay, yeah, I think he proves you wrong, but I get that. I just feel like there's not a lot of reciprocation on the understanding point. 
of, of, of the argument is all I'm saying. But I understand it, Ron. I understand you. I know you. Wait, 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 wait a second. You're expecting me to give concessions to cousins when you haven't really done it all year long. Uh, that's not right. I'm not going to concede on anything with cousins. I know you he, are. He's only had one year. Out and that's of, what I appreciate about you, Ron. To have seven straight years of over 4,000 yards passing. You can't take that away from the guy. And that's you what I appreciate. Take that away from the guy. And he's I appreciate you. He's the most consistent you. guy out there. And I mean, interceptions came with that. But he's the most consistent guy out there. And I appreciate and, you, and Ron. He, he ranked right behind Burrow last year. So how can you take that away from him? You're taking so much away from Cousins, it's not even funny. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna concede to that. Okay. I mean, Cousins always uh-huh. gets the bag. He plays better when he has money on the line than any other time. So forty-five million dead cap. All right. Well, this will be a fun one. I, I, I don't know if we do we have a do we have a wager or a challenge on this one, Ron? I feel like we got a lot of them, and I just don't remember them. I don't remember. This whole this whole thing is not good on he had the biggest comeback in NFL history last year. He had the biggest comeback. That was bigger than than T. Law's comeback over uh, over the Chargers. They had the biggest. Comeback was was it in really? NFL how do you how do you quantify? Was that you mean just in terms of number? Like because T. Law's comeback, I think, regardless of I guess how you look at it, felt like the best comeback I've ever seen with the pressure on the line, the playoffs on the line, like. I guess it depends how you look at that, but I would say T Law in my mind is the best comeback I can remember in the last twenty years. Bad games last year. One was early on against Philly. The other one was a bad performance in in Dallas. Those were two bad games last year. Every quarterback has bad games every single year, but everybody likes to sit and point fingers. Oh, well, Cousins Cousins can't handle the pressure. Cousins can't do this. He had two bad games last year out of the whole year. Look at how he finished off three of his last four games. Hey. He threw for 300, 300, 400 yeah. yards. How do you call that? But, Ron, but, but, but Ron, what you're looking at yeah, is – Yeah, they lost the guys, uh, but that wasn't – You're looking at a guy that – Yeah, but you're looking at a guy that throws – Four interceptions in a game three, four times, right? Four interceptions in a game three, four times. That's what you're talking about. And, How many you know, oh, oh, oh. well, I mean, if he has, that, he has that many, and he has that many good over games, a whole year. that's less than one a game. Up. Person won a game, and you can't even. And that's acceptable? When is that acceptable, Ron? When is that acceptable? When does that make you marquee if you're averaging an interception a game? I mean, you got Kenny Pickett at quarterback, so I guess it makes sense. 14 interceptions. He wasn't even having an interception a game. Drop that Kenny Pickett icon. Ron, six of the last eight years, six of the last eight years, Kirk Cousins has thrown double-digit interceptions. Drop that Kenny Pickett emoji. Drop it now. Ron, you've got a Kenny Pickett emoji. You've been using it like there's no tomorrow. Keep using it. It's going to last for a week. So, Ron, Ron, I will give you one positive thing about Cousins this year, and that is going to be the tight end play in Addison. That is going to free up Jefferson and give him more options. So, 
you could be right in the long run. Hey, if somebody drops absolutely right. If somebody drops a twenty dollar uh, super chat, I will talk about cousins. What about what about what about Mahomes? Twelve interceptions last year. What about the year before that? Thirteen interceptions. What if, you know? Um, 2018, he had 12 interceptions. Well, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think you could just throw. I don't think you could just hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You can't, you can't just throw out ints. You can't just. You can't just throw out ints. It's called championships. If somebody drops. Hold on. If somebody yeah, so, drops, if so somebody you, drops a twenty dollar, so hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, guys, 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 hold on. If somebody drops a twenty dollar super chat right now, I'll change one of the emojis temporary for a week to be Kirk Cousins for Ron Navy. If anybody wants to do that, uh, real quickly, Jack. Oh, I gotta do that. Jack says Smitty just agree with them so we can move on. Says Jack. Appreciate you, Jack, dropping the super <laughs> chat. Let's let's move let's move on because this is kind of it gets a little bit yeah, w- wearing. Probably a 49ers fan. Not talking enough 49ers for him. And Jack's probably a 49ers. Ask Jack who whose team is. I bet you it's 49ers. Um, maybe. Let's go to the Patrick. The Patrick, yeah, please create perfect. Patrick. If you talk about this topic or anything related to it, I'm hanging up on you. Go ahead. Kick off something okay. new. Oh, hold on. The Pat Patrick, hold oh. on. We we got a twenty. We got a twenty dollar holler. I'm gonna make a Kirk Cousins emoji. I don't know which one I'm gonna temporary take down, but I will keep Pickett and Cousins up in in dedication to Ron Navy because he does so much here, and I want him to be able to utilize both emojis at the same time. Kirk Cousins emoji on behalf of Vampy, who just dropped a twenty dollar holler. For Ron Navy, so Ron Navy now gets his two big quarterbacks, Pickett and Cousins, in the emoji conversation. Let's hear it for Vampy. Alert. Super chat alert. Okay, go ahead, Patrick. New topic, please. No, I want to talk to Vision, so you might as well hang up on me, I guess. Uh, you can co- talk to Vision. You can talk to Vision, just not Kirk Cousins, and we go into this, you know. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Here we go. Just so I can move on right past it. NFC North, all four teams in there are question marks. You got two teams in Chicago and Detroit that are on the way up. Green Bay, nobody knows because Jordan Love is a humongous question mark. But I we love don't him. Know. But I love him. It's safe to say. No, I do too. I love the capabilities. I love the possibilities. You take a um, bath? Minnesota is on the way down. T- you taking a bath? Said, even though they're on the way down with Detroit and Chicago on the way up, we don't know what that looks like. We don't know. We don't know if that means that Minnesota is worse, or if Detroit and Chicago is automatically better. But all four teams in that division is a question mark, and a lot of divisions are like this. Uh, right now, is it safe to say that the NFC West is all question marks? Are we really counting on Seattle? I mean, Seattle is the most solid. San Francisco has the best roster, but the quarterback situation is still a mess. I still think that Purdy ain't going to be ready to go. Hold on. We got, we got a $20 holler. Alert. Super chat alert. Uh, over, overcome said just signed back 
into the live stream. Need more dead zone QB brainstorming to help my pick uh, overcome said second QB in a BB underdog. Uh, Love, Jordan Love is one of my favorites, bro. And he's usually really, really late. Sam Howell would be like if you screwed up and you you punted QB too long. Uh, But Jordan Love is one of my absolute favorite second quarterbacks in a best ball uh, or just redraft, period. And, and, you know, if you get Anthony Richardson, not saying he's available in your league, but if you get Anthony Richardson and Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers and Anthony Richardson, that's an amazing QB combination, in my opinion, if you've missed the boat. Uh, on quarterback early or something like that. But definitely Sam Howell later. Um, Mike White, as Ron says, and I say a lot, I think we both agree, has intrigue in a super flex. If you just need an extra guy on your bench, Stetson Bennett, even in redraft at the very end of your bench, like round 18, round 17, round 16, uh, is great. Um, if it's a if that's a super flex, if it's not a super flex, Jordan Love is there for you, and, and you won't have to go deep. You won't have to go Stedson Bennett deep. You're not taking Stedson Bennett in a one QB. Um, uh, go ahead, uh, the Patrick, and finish your statement. Hello. Did the Patrick hang up? Hello. I think he hung, I think he had a bubble bath. Hello? He had to go take. He had to take a little baby bubble bath. Uh, we love the Patrick, by the way, but last night he was taking a bath <laughs> and we heard it. We heard the water splash it around. And yeah. so anyway, um, let's go. I love you, the Patrick. Let's go on over to Scuba Steve. And then we got Scott on the line. Scuba Steve. What's up, hey, pal? Hey, what's going on, Smitty? How you doing? How you doing? All right, man. Uh, I finally got to call in. Uh, just want to ask you, because uh, I know that you're a... Uh, uh, Arizona fan, uh, what's the vibe with uh, Kyler Murray? Because because I know that the uh, Arizona seems like they're uh, they they say that he's not without a, a timetable, but uh, from what I've been seeing, it looks like he's practicing now. They just try to take it slow with him. Uh, or do you, do you think that they're trying to rush him back, or, or, or like like uh, does it depend on like what they're doing? Like what's the vibe down there? What are they saying about him? Well, okay, the vibe and what's really probably happening are two different things because they're not going to show their hand, I believe, as do a lot of people. And this is all speculation because who in the hell is going to admit this? Nobody. My belief is that my Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, are very much interested in becoming the number one overall draft selector in 2024 during the NFL draft, meaning Caleb Williams, they want him. Who wouldn't want him? Okay, and there might be other quarterbacks that enter that picture as well if they get the number two pick, and we'll we'll take it out as it comes. Um, there certainly are, uh, just like this year. You know, people thought it was going to be one quarterback, then it's two, and then there's a debate, and you know, and there you go. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be in the top three or four overall uh, debate, if not number two overall. And so the Cardinals are very much in that line of thinking. If they miss out on Caleb, they could take Marvin Harrison Jr. if they wanted to. So there's a lot of uh, options on the table for the Cardinals, and I promise you the Cardinals are going to suck. And I'm not going near a single Cardinal. I don't want James Conner running up against eight-man fronts all day. He lives on touchdowns. The Cardinals will have to squint to even see a pylon. Like, they're not living in the red zone, so how is James Conner going to be this very, very valuable player when he lives off of touchdowns? I'm not going near it. Uh, But at the end of the day, bro... If you're the Cardinals and you're you're in week nine, and there's no way they want to rush Kyler Murray back before week nine, especially if they might have plans of trading him. 
this guy Kyler Murray might get sat the entire year based on what the way the Cardinals are shaping out. And so I just think that you're you're playing with fire even counting on Kyler Murray at all. Even in best ball drafts, I won't draft him unless it's like my third quarterback, it's really late. And I only do it in one or two drafts out of like 20 because I don't know, necessarily think he's coming. We got a we got a Russian collusion $100 super chat on the line. Alert. Super chat alert. Collusion, appreciate you dropping fire on the screen, my guy. Collusion says this. He says, uh, love Ron Navy, Ron Navy's passion. I am putting this, hold on, I can't, it's so far away from me. I can't even read this. I am putting this in. I want Cousins on the screen in the corner for uh, the next stream Uh, for Ron Navy uh, I don't. I don't know about that. We're putting the emoji in. You know what, Russian? I'll figure out a way to incorporate cousins in a real crafty way for Ron Navy on the next stream. I'll figure out a way to do it that will give Ron Navy a lot of joy. But he's going to get the emoji for sure. But we'll do more. Collusion. Can't thank you enough. Uh, you're on the line still, right? Collusion. Of course I am. Of course he is. Where would he be? Uh, Collusion. You sent me an email. I've got the photos. Hold on. Let me. Let me put collusion. Collusion put. Does this show your license plate? I don't. Want, I want to make sure I crop that out if it does. I don't think it does. Okay. So here's collusions. By the way, I love the Jeep, bro. Um, that's it. That's a yeah. It's a Jeep, right? Yeah. It's all Smitty. It's all Smitty Bill. That's amazing. I, I miss my Jeep. My next vehicle is gonna be a Jeep. Um, I had a Jeep uh, JK unlimited and i miss it so bro i miss it so much um let me put this on screen here this is russian collusion sporting what he believes you, to be you, the first you gotta have one in arizona i mean i i have one in new york you gotta have one in arizona come on i love the collusion with the underhanded compliments there it is nice job look at that bumper sticker on there uh or decal they're decals now or decal decals now but I love how collusion underhanded uh, compliment said, I've got the first one on a vehicle in New York. <laughs> could, nobody could possibly bought it off your, your merch store, Smitty, and be sporting it, but it is the first one that has been sent to me from New York, so I appreciate you. Collusion is the man. Collusion, I can't thank you You're- enough. I can't thank you enough for all your support, and I appreciate you sending that to me. Um who was I talking to before I went? Was it D Philly or, or not D Philly? Hey, you see, you see that below? Somebody built. Yeah, yeah. You see that? Yeah. In the Marsman card, I just saw. Hold on, let me put the. Let me zoom in. You you put the Marsman card just crafty fashion right below the bumper sticker. Look at the Marsman card in the rain, sitting right under the the, the decal. The Marsman card, absolutely phenomenal. That's amazing. Um, who who was I talking to? And then I'm going to go back to collusion because he dropped that hundred dollar super chat. Oh. I want to give him the floor. It was Scuba Steve, right? Scuba, what were you saying? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was just talking to you. It, it was just uh, I was just talking to you just about uh, just about Kyle Murray. Just to uh, not because he's not somebody that that I want to get in fantasy. That's but, right. Uh, I know that you. I I know I've just been seeing like there's like been like some news on him like that he's been like practicing, but uh, Arizona just hasn't been like uh 
putting like a timetable on. There's so, like, no. You're, you're talking to me about what, what, yeah. what the vibe is. Nobody knows. About. Nobody knows, bro. It's going to all be contingent upon the record and whether, like, think about it from this perspective. If you're the organization, even though Kyler may not, he may be in the dark on it. You know what I mean? You know when you fire somebody and and it's like everybody else knows and they bring the person into the conference room and then as soon as the conference room door closes, the other supervisors race to the person's desk, scoop it all into a box, carry the box straight to the boardroom and the person walks out, grabs the box, they exit them to the, to the stairwell and they got to leave. Like they're not going to tell Kyler Murray what's going on. And so you're going to hear all kinds of misdirection, smoke things because why in the hell would they make Kyler feel that way if... They can draft Caleb, the, the, the Cardinals brass, regardless of what the, the coaching staff wants. And Gannon said he wouldn't have taken the job if Kyler wasn't the quarterback. We don't know how true that was. We don't know how much on board he'll be for Caleb. Um, but the bottom line is the Cardinals, and they're sometimes a dumb organization. And I can say that because this is my home state. This is my, my you know essentially my team even though I'm more fantasy-oriented than anything, um, this is an organization that's capable of punting Caleb Williams. Like, they are. But if, let's say, Ky if you want to trade Kyler, or you're not even sure if you do or not, you don't know what pick you're going to have, you can't say we want to trade Kyler, and then you get the five pick, and you don't get your shot at him, and then you got to keep him, and you got this disgruntled quarterback that feels unappreciated. So you got to play it close to your vest. But... If they're in the mix for the number one overall pick, it's week nine. Why in the hell, if they're going to trade Kyler Murray, would they put him out there to maybe get hurt? They might showcase him a little bit in week 17 just to say, look, it still works. You know, the player still works. Sh showcase yeah. him a, a series or two. Let him hand the ball off, throw a couple passes, get him out of the game, and then they trade him. Which is what I want to happen. But Scuba Steve, we have no clue. There's too many variables to know. Don't don't think you can even predict it. You just can't. The Cardinals are going to suck. That's what you know. Don't go after anybody but maybe Michael Wilson in Dynasty. Because I really like this kid. He's a great wide receiver. If he gets Caleb, then to the moon. But past that, it's like Kyler, stay away from in 2023. He may not even be in the game at all, ever. Do you do you think that um like like if that's the route that they go that they do trade him? Do you think that he still has like any like trade value? Does it depend on like what you're talking about? That uh, maybe a team wants to see him like uh, how he looks coming back off the ACL injury, or or do you think that there's a chance that maybe like there's a team that would like throw something at him? Because I mean, because like, that is like a big injury, and I mean like when he did play, I mean he did have like some of his moments looked okay, but then there was other moments uh, couldn't really tell if it was Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, bringing them down or if it was just like the team as a whole. Yeah, you don't you never know like before the trade deadline could a team go after him? I suppose it depends on if he could pass a physical and all that. I mean, there's a lot of factors, but could a team go after him preemptively? Maybe, but I think most teams will wait. I don't think he's getting traded injured still rehabbing, and I don't know if he even can. Um I think that bottom line is he gets traded maybe around the NFL draft before or after, dependent on the draft capital that the Cardinals have. And, and honestly, we're just spinning our wheels even trying to predict the situation. I I think bottom line is we just got to wait for the to see what the Cardinals are doing record-wise. Because if they've got a yeah. shot, if they've got a shot, if somehow, some way... And, and look, this uh, uh, this tune, this tune character, this tune character we got at quarterback, he's Tank Dell's quarterback from college. And who knows? 
Who knows what we got in him? I, I mean, he he's kind of impressive. I don't know if he'll do anything. I'm just saying, like, who the hell knows where this is going to go? I think we're just spinning our wheels, though. Stay away from Kyler. He's not a 2023 right. viable option. He's a swing. And I'm talking like I'm taking Sam Howell before I'm taking Kyler because you don't know if Kyler's going to play a snap. Yeah. And and I, I, I was just, too, that way I can let somebody else talk. Just going to say, too, I know with the trade and everything, it, I feel like it could be tough too, because because like uh, the Cardinals did just they did just pay him. So I mean I, I I mean I don't know I don't know if the Cardinals would have to like eat like some of that salary or like how they'd make that work if they have to pay half to to, to take it over because uh, I mean like uh, that that is like a pretty big contract that uh, he's going to be on the books for. Yep, it's a lot of lots of factor in. That's why I say we can't. We, it's too many moving parts to even talk about it. It's kind of spinning our wheels. All right, hang tight real quick. Let's get over to Scott. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go here in a minute, and then we're drafting tonight. So let me just ask Scott, uh, and and then final thoughts, Scott. This is quick. Yeah, go ahead. All right, real quick, uh, can you rank these uh, these running backs for me? Javante Williams, uh, Alvin Kamara, um, Khalil Herbert, Samanje, and Brian Robinson. Javante Williams, Alvin Kamara, Khalil Herbert. Who else? Uh, Perrine and Brian Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I want to say Javante. I just don't know that you know him and Kamara both have a big risk of missing time. You know, so I guess I would lean Javante. Uh, but I do love Kamara in certain builds, and depending on what your running back room looks like, he can't be a running back one or running back two. And you know, in a sense, either can Javante. But I don't. I mean, I don't love those options as running back twos. Those are all home run flex type appeal players. I think Khalil Herbert's got a ton of upside, and you know, that's somebody that I definitely want on a lot of my rosters. But these are all risky plays. P. Ryan is is potentially steady Eddie, you know, a potential great, you know, player that's going to overperform, but so could Khalil. I, I think at the end of the day, who do I feel is going to outproduce everybody? I think Kamara could, but there's risk. There's risk. I think Javante and Kamara are probably my two guys I, I want of that list, assuming I heard it all right. If I was trying to fill, if I was trying to fill my RB2, do I take a Javante Williams and, and P. Ryan. Mm, thank you, uh, seven four eight eight, for joining the YouTube exclusive membership. Uh, I don't, I don't know, bro. I mean, I guess I would probably take Javante and then try and get P. Ryan to cuff to him. But I mean, yeah, I mean Her- Herbert's an unknown though. They're all unknowns. There's risk across the board on all of them. You don't yeah. know what P. Ryan's going to get. You don't know what Javante's going to do. How he's going to start the year. You don't know if Kamara's going to suspension. You don't know if Javante's going to be ready to go or be put on the pup. I mean, I, I like I like having a combination to support that running back too. It, you know, if you even if Swift was there, you need Swift and another player. You can't just rely on Swift, Kamara. Those are all questionable players. And so you just got to kind of roll with what you believe and then couple it with another player because they're not safe. None of those guys are safe. None of them. They're all the same vein and bucket. Uh, give me Kamara, push comes to shove, and then couple them with someone else. You can't. You, you take, you're taking a risk for sure. But I feel like Kamara probably, I didn't see drop off in Kamara's play. 
There's a lot of red flags and risk. He could be out four to six games. I don't believe in the NFL in terms of this situation and applying the right kind of punishment. I just don't. I think they're going to they're gonna completely just overlook this situation the way they've been doing the entire time that this has been out there. Video footage is sitting there in front of everybody. The The Saints don't even want to do anything. They're like, unless they do something, Kamara's going to play. They don't want to punish him in-house. It, it the, the NFL's not going to do anything to the, to the degree people think, in my opinion. And I could be wrong on that, and I'll be impressed by the NFL if they prove me wrong. But I just I think Kamara's in a good spot. And last year, it, it was just a, a debacle and disaster there. Alave's going to stretch the field. And I know that Kamara's a risk to a lot of people. And I know Ron doesn't like him in here. I love drafting Kamara. Look, he's a Uranus man. I got him on. And off he goes. To the planet known as he's Uranus. on Uranus. He's on he's on planet Uranus. I got him on the list, but it doesn't mean that he's not good value. So I, I would go Kamara and then make sure you support and back him up. You cannot roll with him as you're running back too. There's too much risk. Uh, appreciate you for for calling in, pal. Let me swing on over to the Patrick. You got 10 seconds. I'm hanging up after 10 seconds. I gotta go. I gotta go pick up some food and do all that with the fam. I'm coming back tonight to draft. Smitty. What? You got a new member? You have a new member. Uh, seven four eight eight. Yeah. Yep. I got him. Yep. I said. I said. Uh, appreciate him a minute ago, but thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you. Seven four eight eight. Uh, uh, the Patrick, you got eight seconds. Ron took two of your seconds. Go. Yeah, I saw uh, that you hit uh, tight end sleeping giants earlier. But one that is being slept on too much is David Njoku. David Njoku will be a top five tight end this year. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, that guy's like a big, you know. Oh, he's injured. Yeah, big muscle, big a big muscle that that uh, that can't stay. He reminds me of David Boston, you know, the Cardinals wide receiver, just too big for his own oh, good. Jesus. Too big for his own good, bro. D- David Njoku and Joku's getting his own way. When's he stayed healthy? David he's never. St- he's. It's always the story. Uh, the the classic. Uh, you know, Goliath. He's coming in. He's gonna be amazing. He's gonna stay healthy. You know, and he ne- and he never shows up. He gets hurt because he lays out for a football, and he brings his two hundred and seventy pounds or whatever the hell he weighs of muscle and smashes his own body into the ground and gets injured. Like I, I like David him. Boston pumped more steroids than Hulk Hogan. Okay, more than so, than Joe. Like that- okay, but okay, anyway, anyways, a lot of people agree with you. So uh, not in this chat necessarily, but they will. A lot of people do like Njoku. But I've, I've, yeah, I've been waiting since I was a little tyke to see if uh, Njoku was going to break out, and it's been been quite some time. All right, appreciate he you, the Patrick. He had 58 catches last year. Appreciate you, the Patrick. Call back in. Is he a sleeper? Kind of. I, I can I can get on board with it being a theory. I just can't apply the, th- the theory myself. Appreciate you, the Patrick. Call in tonight. We're going live tonight. Uh, Scuba Steve, you got eight seconds. Hey, uh, I don't know if you got to talk about this. Uh, Six. Hunt, he was visiting the Washington uh, Commanders. Four. For some reason, this guy signs. What, what does he rank? Because I, I mean, I, know, I got your thoughts on Dalvin Cook before. But... We heard we heard he's lost a step from several GMs and and you know whispers in the NFL news world. I don't know if it's true or not, but it sounds like it's true because the guy sit he's been sitting out there for forever, getting stale cobwebs on him. Um, if he gets brought in, it's not to be the starter. So I'd stay away. But All the right, Atlantic man. report. Yeah. The Atlantic reports. Um, 
But but I mean, if he if he landed in a less crowded room, I mean, we're hearing the Gibbs hype is getting near out of control, but it's, it's promising and fun. But I, uh, Gibbs is gaining steam, and Brian Robinson isn't going in away away. So what's Hunt going to be? I mean, Hunt goes there. That's crowded. I don't see that being a, a good spot. I, I, for me, I, I don't understand why, why they why they haven't uh, why the Rams haven't brought him in. I mean, I, I felt like it made the most sense. I, I mean, uh, Cam, yeah. that the whole Cam Akers thing was like a mess. Yeah. I don't understand why All right, they hey, don't try to bring. Gotta him. go. Gotta go. Scuba calling tonight. All right, see you, Later. Uh, let's go. Rushing. Uh, uh, Okafor. Okafor. Last ten seconds. Go. Nice. So you, you hear what I said about Justin Fields. Some players, I just need to see some things from them. To me, I'll just say, DJ Moore isn't the kind of receiver that's going to give me confidence that can like help Justin Fields enough for him to progress yeah. as a passer. I know. I know. That, maybe the offensive coordinator could help with that. You know, but yeah, I'll, I'll be watching. I'll be watching from the sidelines. Yeah, not, you're, not cheering for him you. I go be a little birdie not watcher cheering. with your go. Go be a little birdie <laughs> watcher with your binoculars, and you tell us how Fields looks from afar. <laughs> when you're ready to come to the big boy table, we're gonna slam the train door right on your face. You can you can trail behind on the little kitty car. Okay, you're not getting on this train anymore. Your your Fields card has been revoked. Okafor, call in tonight. No I I appreciate you. Oh, I'll, I'll be. I'll be in Lamar Jackson's way. That's what Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. That's yeah. what I'll be. Man. Go go to eBay next season, next off season. You're gonna buy a, You're gonna buy a Justin Fields car for double the price from somebody that's selling it. Oh, uh, we'll see you later, pal. Call call him tonight. Nice. Right. Uh, Russian collusion. Final thoughts. Appreciate you, by the way. Thank you for the hundred dollar hauler. Everything you've done. First of all, this is the best show on earth. Thank you. I don't know why nobody realizes that, but uh, another underrated. I mean, there's a lot of people that do. You know, but um, and second of all, Ron Navy, thank you for my entry fee next year um, for the Mars Man League. I appreciate that. And third thing, and it should be the first. You wake up. It should be the first. Is Ron Navy? Thank you for everything you've done for this country and for this show, because you've opened up so many things. Like this phone line, there's nobody does this. In the world, I know that's Smitty, but um, I got to give you the credit because you're always out here. So I appreciate that. And Ron, thank you guys very much. Ron, Ron, thank you for the phone line. <laughs> I love collusion. I love collusion. Collusion, you are the best. Uh, I'll see you tonight. Call in tonight, collusion. We need you. Coll- collusion to Smitty. the moon. Smitty. To the moon. Smitty, this is, I'm on the East Coast, man. Oh. I can't stay up that late. I okay. got to work at 4 hey, in the morning. Collusion, leave me a voice message, Thanks. and I'll play it tonight. How's that? All right. Collusion, bye. you're right off the lake, right? You're right off of Lake Erie? All right, I got to go, guys. Actually, I'm off. I'm on Lake Delta. I got to go, guys. Uh, Collusion, Thanks. call call in uh, or leave me a voicemail. I'll play it tonight. Ron Navy, final thoughts. Thank you, Collusion. Appreciate you. You're the man. You're the man. Moonshot. Moonshot to moon. Collusion. Ron Navy, final thoughts. I'll keep this up my time. Goodbye. You used up your time? Ron's deucing. Appreciate Ron Navy and all he does. I wish I could do the show extending thing today, but I got to go pick up dinner or I'm going to be in the doghouse tonight. I'll see you all tonight for drafting. If you haven't already, click the link in the description of the video or use promo code Smitty to get into the drafts tonight. We'll be drafting Garrett Wilson style uh, tonight. Appreciate every single one of you. Ron Navy, collusion, uh, pal Derby dropping the, the, the crazy uh, 50 gifted memberships tonight. Um, let's see, gifted. 
Uh, let me see if I can go through these. Gifted, I believe it was, who gifted 20? Who No, it's, it's just Pal Derby, 50. Pal Derby gifted 50 YouTube exclusive memberships to a lot of you out there. Super Chats, we've got Deckard, uh, Eric with the K, Overcome, Russian Collusion, Nate, both dropping $20 haulers. Navage, Overcome, Deckard again. Uh, Peeker dropping one, Thomas dropping one, uh, Grant dropping one, D-Class dropping one, Jack, Maserac, Jack of all trades, Vampy dropping the $20 hauler, Collusion dropping that final hundred, and Overcome dropping a, a 20, um, did, did I acknowledge this one? Just sign back in, yeah I did, $20 hauler to the moon, Overcome, the moon. appreciate you dropping that one, Overcome with joy on that one, and Max dropping his fields to the moon, let's send Maxi Boy to the moon because I love that that uh, comment appreciate you all i will see you all later tonight when we draft thank you so much you guys rock spread the word La Dog Milk for Mains on sale this season. Soak your mane and win a league. La Dog Milk. A lion lives among us, posing as half man, half lawman. His golden mane is reportedly six feet long and is bathed in milk. That's right. His marvelous mane grows longer with each breath he takes. Legend has it that if you say T-Law in the dark in the bathroom three times, you lose your league instantly. Conspiracy fanatics have linked his triangle bone structure to the ancient pyramids and alien theory. Leave it on the fields. Just in time. Fields of dreams. Fields like making love. Outstanding in his fields. Fields so good. Fields general. My fields good. Uneven playing fields. Battlefields tested. Fields. Fields. He's for reals. Uh, uh.